Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Drive by Chance, where we talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And uh, this is, I mean, not Action Star Summer. I know we said Action Star Summer was going to be our next episode, but, you know, it's, it's summertime. Summertime's almost over. Kids are coming back from camp. So we thought this was a perfect time to look at the 1981 slasher flick, Sleepaway Camp, which, Russell, you had not seen up until this moment. No, uh, my uh, my cherry's been popped. Uh, yeah, I had not seen this film, um, and you were really surprised because you know I, I'm an avid horror fan. And yeah, I just I know like how big a horror guy you are, and like this is like a pretty like big <laughs> one of the, like big like staple camp slasher movies. Yeah, definitely, and it was just one of those ones where I definitely heard of it, but I didn't know a whole lot of it. Obviously, in the commentary, you you heard my prediction, which was nowhere near what I thought it was. So uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen it, and uh, yeah, we got a lot to say about it. So that should be a uh, should be interesting. Before we get into that, uh, we have a lot of other things to talk about today. A lot of other things. So buckle in, folks. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be going over some stuff. Uh, first piece, first first segment of the show is our you know of course the wonderful world of sports, and uh, we actually have some uh, in memoriams to do in this section, which we don't we don't have to do very often. Uh, we lost two giants, one on the playing side and one on the broadcasting side. On the broadcasting side, uh, longtime Dodgers and just San Francisco, um, they're just um, L.A. sports announcer. Vin Scully passed away yesterday. He was 94 years old. Uh, I mean, the guy was the voice of the Dodgers for several, several decades. I'm not, I'm not a Dodger fan myself, but I did know the name of Vin Scully. She gets like, I do yeah. like football. Yeah, he uh, 67 years, I think I saw. Um, he actually started broadcasting when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Yeah. So that age, that age is that. But uh, I mean, go go look up on YouTube. Uh, Kirk Gibson's home run. I think that's probably one of uh, pretty yeah. iconic uh, Dodger moment. Yeah. So, I mean, he dude's an absolute giant in the world of sports broadcasting, not just baseball, sports broadcasting in general. So oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. We'll absolutely be missed. The other person we lost in this, this is a big blow to me. Uh, the legendary player slash coach, Mr. Bill Russell, uh, one of the greatest athletes to ever live, one of the most winningest athletes in any sport. The guy had like eleven championship rings between just, being yeah, a player one of, and coach. One, one of, of the most coach, decorated, yeah, one of the most decorated athletes of all time. Yeah. And I mean, you want to put this in perspective, like how young the NBA is. Like Bill Russell, MVP, I believe, a couple times, if I'm not mistaken, but. Russell, do you know how many like MVPs for the NBA are still alive? Or uh, sorry, how many MVPs for the NBA we've lost so far? How many MVPs from the NBA we've lost so far? Yeah, uh, I would probably. Oh man, I don't even know. You get Kobe and then just a slew of others. Yeah, I don't know. Six. Okay, then not a slew of others. Okay, Kobe, one of them for sure. But uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, Kobe. It's Kobe, Bill Russell, Moses. Wilt Chamberlain, and oh, but maybe it's, maybe it's just five. I'm trying to trying to think. Uh, but still, I'm let me just back up this real quick. Uh, oh yeah, yeah five time MVP, twelve time All Star, first team NBA All, first team All NBA, eight time second team All NBA. Uh, this the two uh, two time champion as a coach. This number six retired uh, for his old college. This guy was just an absolute giant in the world of basketball. Yeah, yeah really uh, elevated the Boston Celtics to getting uh, a lot of their rings. Again, both as a player and as a coach, because he he literally yeah. went. Yeah, he was a he was a player coach actually. 
Because like his, yeah. time, his time has both overlapped towards the end of his career. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bill Russell, you will, uh, you, you will be missed. Um, I, 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 I wish I'd gotten to see you play like in your era because you know I was not around in the sixties when it, during his heydays. Uh, but still, I mean, to tell tons of people you who live, you touch the tons of Boston fans who hold you so dearly. Uh, I, it's. I mean, it's, just, it's tragic. Yeah, five. Five NBA. So, yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant, Moses Malone, Wes Unsell. That's what I was forgetting. And we'll okay. Bill okay. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to other news. Uh, first and foremost, uh, this is a bit of a uh, – well, we have some other things to talk about. I mean, it's, it's not it's not a death per se, but it is the death of careers. First of which, uh, as somewhat predictably, Dan- Danny Amendola, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, decided to call to call it call it a career. Uh, like I said, wasn't a flashy receiver, but he's got your ring. So <laughs> what does it matter? Uh, yeah. He's, he's already more decorated than Dan Marino. So, uh, it's true. So, uh, put that in your pipe and, uh, smoke it. Although, <laughs> although Amendola will never sniff the hall of fame. Oh no, no. Uh, I still think, uh, Edelman, I think he's going to sneak in. You watch. Oh, no fucking way. There's no fu- – I'll, I'll say it again. I said it once, I'll say it again. Calling Edelman a Hall of Famer is an insult to actual Hall of Famers. I think he put up some – he puts up some stats, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when – No, he didn't. In the postseason, maybe. If there's a postseason Hall of Fame, oh, yeah, he's in for sure. Regular season, average. He shows uh, up when you need him to show up. That he, that he did. Uh, <laughs> a surprising one that called it quits, uh, Seattle running back Chris Carson. Uh, yeah, really – yeah, he suffered a neck injury towards the end of last season, and uh, and he also just he got he got extended pretty recently, if I'm not mistaken. Talk uh, about sticking your neck out for the team. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was actually <laughs> that was bad. That was too Damn. soon. Can <laughs> <laughs> the, the man retire in peace? Fuck the NFC West <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, he just he just signed a two year uh, two year extension back in 2021. So he, had, he only had one one year left, but yeah, he sustained a neck injury last year, and again, it was severe enough to that. To that well, I guess where he just called it quits. Uh, it's a shame though, because like you know, he had some like again, he wasn't like not a flashy back, but he did have some elite seasons uh, for yeah. Seattle. Uh, twenty, you like you look at twenty eighteen where he put up over eleven hundred yards. Uh, twenty nineteen, which was a career year for him. Uh, uh, finished the finished the year with twelve hundred thirty yards, seven touchdowns on the ground. And uh, 266 with two touchdowns through the air. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a big loss for Seattle, but they do still have Rashad Penny. They just drafted Kenneth Walker uh, in in the last NFL draft, so it'll be fine. But it, uh, it is sad to see Chris Carson hang up his cleats. Oh, especially I mean, I was obviously joking around. Um, just a good old rival, you know, NFC West team. But um, yeah, I mean, young kid, really middle of the road uh, running back. Like, you know it, I mean, quietly putting up good stats. Yeah, you know? he, was, he was someone who would who would definitely like put up stats if you needed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, quietly, not your, you know, your Derrick Henry, you know, your 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 real flashy running backs, but still did it though, you know. Yeah, uh, we also have some uh, big extensions coming in the past few days. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, 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 let's talk about it now. Yeah, Debo Samuel, after requesting a trade over not being paid, has officially been paid. 
uh, he signed a three-year contract worth upward of $70 million a year. I'm not, not a year. I'm sorry. Not a year. Shit. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are they doing? What's happening? Um, this, this, is, this is madness. Yeah. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, it'll be upward of 20 million per year. I'm trying to get the exact numbers right here. Oh yeah. Th- uh, three years, 70, $73 million, which is, I mean, not the long-term deal. I think that people would expect, but he's still, he's still getting big money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I told you, I really thought, uh, you know, you would extend something longer than three years. Well, I, I think I think they just want to keep him in the building. And then in three years when this is up, if he's still producing and when the cap goes up, which all all evidence is saying that it will go up, they'll probably sign yeah. up for a little longer. Yeah, I mean, and, they, and, and this is I, th- I think they are obviously um, strategizing extensions because, you know, you have, uh, you know, Bosa, they just did one for Kittle, you know, you, you they're going to, they got to stagger that to where they can do that. So I, I trust the front office with uh, York and, uh, you know, Shanahan and Lynch and those guys. So hopefully, hopefully it, it, it turns good on, uh, on paper. You know what I mean? Let's, let's see what we get, you know, production wise out of it. Well, sticking to NAFC in the NFC West and speaking of receivers, DK Metcalf also being extended by the Seattle, by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he got a three-year, also I think around the same thing, like three years, seventy-four million dollars, with a fifty, uh, fifty-eight point two million dollars guaranteed. Which is funny because I think he has, I think, a hundred thousand dollars more guaranteed than Debo Samuel does. Yeah, and but uh, and he yeah, had, and he had a thirty thousand dollar, thirty million dollar signing bonus, which was a record for receivers. Which was like, you know what? Yeah, if I had to go from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke, I'd require thirty million dollars. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's it's going to look a lot different with who's throwing to you. Obviously, not uh, Russell Wilson. So, I mean, he's going to struggle to get the ball. I think. I mean, regardless, I mean, at least they're going to try to put it in his hands. At yeah, at least you have him. At least he's getting paid. That's, that's all well, yeah, and at least you have the guy, so you have a target. Um, you know, the guy's a tank, so uh, you definitely want to keep him around. Very fast tank, a surprisingly fast tank. Fast for his size, for sure. But speaking of uh, speed and size, securing the biggest bag over the last couple of weeks, one Mr. Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray signed a five-year extension with the Arizona Cardinals worth $235 million. Uh, I believe about a hundred and some odd million of that is guaranteed. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not Deshaun money. He's not getting a full a fully guaranteed contract. A lot, lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of money being thrown out here. A lot of big uh, money. Uh, yeah, he's he's extended for the next five years to twenty twenty eight. My question is, uh, well, I mean, first of all, uh, news broke that there was a stipulation in the contract in which uh, oh, yeah. he had to wa- he had to watch film free of distractions. Listen, if. If you're paying me that much, dude, I'll I'll eat whatever you want me to eat. I'll uh, I'll do handstands in the hotel room. I mean, whatever you want me to do, man. You're my paying me that much money. Well, my question, I have a couple of questions. One, do you think that Kyler Murray is worth this kind of money? No, I don't that's either. A, that's a giant. <laughs> that's a giant. No, and I think you and I, I knew you were going to be on the same page with that. Um, is he a good quarterback? Yeah. Um, is he worth that money? No. Um, that's a that's a like a a contract that I could see maybe several years ago, given to Brady or Rogers or Breeze, um, guys that have shown that they are worth the money, you know what I mean, that you put in front of them. But uh, to, to somebody who's really unproven, um, I just, I don't see it, man. I, I really don't. Arizona is also in a, t- in a tough spot because 
who, who else do they have? And like, they're, and they're not, they have, yeah, they're do badly enough to get like get one of the top quarterbacks in the next draft. Like, Kyler's Kyler is good. I think he well, needs, he's good. Yeah, and, I think and he they know that Cliff Kingsbury is not the guy. No, and and they definitely, um, you know. I mean, they're trying to put weapons with Hopkins, um, but uh, it's just you need a lot more than that. I, I don't know. Not gas weapons for a little bit because Hopkins was suspended for six games. Uh, as of today, Hollywood Brown was caught speeding. So, uh, Speaking he, of suspensions, dot, dot, dot. Uh, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> my other question is, do you think that what, – what do you think is going to do to the QB market as a whole? Because I mean, you look because like I think Deshaun the Deshaun Watson contract, which we'll get we'll get to him in a second. The Deshaun Watson contract, I think, just in a way, kind of broke. Kind of like with when Christian Kirk went to the Christian Kirk went to the Jaguars and got this ridiculous, ridiculous amount yeah. of talent. Yeah, I feel like that the Deshaun Watson connection with the Browns kind of is gonna end up being like being like that. It's gonna like kind of break the QB market because like I look at these guys like you know like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, like when they're con- when they're contracts up, they're good. I, I, I like Joe Burrow's gonna get like a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, it, but you know, and I guess we can sit there and say, you know, yeah, Deshaun Watson's good. Is he that money good though? You know what I mean? I, I don't. No, him, him, I, him. I will say, look, I am not condoning him as a person or his actions at the field, but on the field, I will condone everything he does because like that dude is a stellar quarterback. He is. I mean, but I just don't, I don't know. I think, you know, we're, we're really throwing money out, especially like with the Murray situation and stuff like that, man. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the one, listen, you're getting paid, you know, congratulations, but um, you know, I just, I don't know. It, like, like you said, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, quarterback market moving forward. I mean, you're gonna have to pay more and more and more and more. It's just like, it's going to break the, 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 you know what I mean? It's going to break owners. It's going to break. Thing that this didn't happen when remember when Patrick Mahomes signed his massive extent, like the half billion dollar contract. Yeah. And then like that, and then they haven't done shit since. But they'll do that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Then he ran lots of miles in that Super Bowl loss to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. It's not his. It's not his fault. The line broke down. Like he can't. Patrick Mahomes can't do everything. Listen, he was gift wrapped at the Super Bowl that he won. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, that's I mean, it, it, it was gift wrap, gift wrap by Shanahan. It was. I mean, you can't tell me, especially when why you would not continue just running the ball down their throat because they could not contain the rush. Uh, did we decide to pass the ball in fourth down? Not really, or in the fourth, you know, fourth quarter? Not really sure. Um, you might want to ask the uh, crack in my door that I put uh, in our newly. Uh, furnished house that uh, the door uh, I just I was so pissed and I I punched in and there's like a little crack in the door Beck reminds me of this freaking your door god I was so pissed yeah uh in, a, in, a, in other news uh, uh in acquisitions a big name free agent has just gone off the market uh Julio Jones in a surprising move has yeah. gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which is ironic considering considering now who's throwing the ball to him yeah, the guy that beat like had the one of the greatest Super Bowl comebacks, dude. I mean, like, I don't know. It's really gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to watch these guys. Have, especially, you still got Evans. And I mean, oh man, these guys are gonna look ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna slot kind of slot into that Antonio Brown role. role yeah, Antonio Brown role, where like he's it's kind of like a, re, a relieving a, a relieving receiver. Yeah, but a little bit more clear headed. A lot more actually. Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot more clear headed. 
and you know, yeah, he's uh, not gonna, he's not gonna, yeah. We'll see, we'll see how he uh, goes with in, how injuries go with him because you know, he has he does have a history as of late. Uh, thing uh, thing about him is I think his production could be upped at least in the first couple of weeks. I don't think I'm not sure if Goblin's gonna be ready by the first week. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be like is Julio Jones gonna have more action than Christian McCaffrey? Probably is what we should say if we're talking about people that can't stay healthy. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's definitely good pickup for him though. I, I mean, I'm taking McCaffrey on that all day. Oh, you mean that he's gonna get injured? Yes. No, Mr. Glass. <laughs> Mr. The Mr. Glass. Of <laughs> Dude, I mean, the guy, I mean, obviously, talented as hell. I mean, obviously. When he gets on the field. When, when he's healthy. Yeah, that's that's your big, the what-if question. I mean, hopefully he, he stays healthy this year. One, of, up some one stats. of the transcendent backs in football when he's healthy. <laughs> dot, 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 when he's healthy. Yeah, you. he needs, yeah, I don't know. Well, and speaking of health, uh, training camps are underway right now. OTAs, mini camps, all that stuff. We did have our first big casualty of the season. Uh, Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick has suffered a torn ACL. Will not be participating in this in this season. Uh, I think it's a big it's a big blow to the Broncos, especially who now they have a competent quarterback. We're looking to you know really make some noise in the regular season and possibly postseason. Uh, I yeah. don't. I'm not. If I'm a Broncos fan, I'm not too worried about it because you still got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, Judy, man. Yeah. Judy's production should go way up now. Yeah, and he's he's a stud. Uh he's gonna be a really good running or uh, yeah, running back in talk. He's gonna be a really good receiver. Um yeah, especially with, with Russell Wilson. They're gonna fit nice. They're gonna have a decent running game because you know, Denver's always pride themselves on the running game. Um, obviously the Terrell Davis days and just moving forward, they've always had really, really decent running games. Yeah, they are uh, still got uh yeah. Gordon under contract. So yeah, so I mean they're gonna they're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. No, they'll be fine. What I am what I would be worried about if I'm a fan is the Miami Dolphins. Uh yeah, uh back <laughs> should should yell at it. Come in. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you haven't heard, uh the Miami Dolphins have come under fire. Well, not under fire, but kind of. Uh, so basically, uh, after an investigation, uh, they lost their first round pick for next year and their I third believe, round, I think. Yeah, third round for 2024. Mm-hmm. The reason is, well, first of all, there was this whole allegation of the tanking thing. That wasn't proven. What was proven was that they were uh, you know, colluding with other players and coaches while under contract. Now, in case you didn't know, uh, if you're the head of a team and a player's under contract, you can't talk to them. Now they did this with Tom Brady once when he was on the counter with the Patriots. They got that. That was strike one. Strike two. They did it again when he was with the Buccaneers. And there was a story that broke a while back how Brady was when Brady retired. What he was going to do was he was going to go be an executive with the Dolphins and name himself starting quarterback. Wow. Uh, so yeah, but that was in play when he was still on the counter with the Buccaneers. So yeah, that's. That's no good. So because it's, that's considered tampering, it's considered a, it's considered a, what am I trying to think here? It, it compromised the integrity of the game. So because of that, the Dolphins are being fine. Taking wasn't proven, but colluding with both Tom Brady and Sean Payton, who they were trying to bring on as coach, not on the contract with the Saints. Yeah, not a surprise because that guy is just dirty all the time. Yeah, not, I, I, Sean Payton is about me all. Brady, Brady doesn't either. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, but you, you can't tell me this shit's not like this. This stuff seems like this stuff happens a lot. I, I just, I think this is the first time. Like, yeah, I think this is the first time that somebody got hit, caught with the, you know, hand in the cookie jar. I think this thing happens a lot more than we uh, we know about. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 
look, the Dolphins, uh, I think for I think the draft isn't really a big concern for them right now. The big concern is, you know, trying to make noise the postseason. And also it really should be on that right now because they have no they have nothing to tank for right now. They don't have a first round pick next year. Yeah, I mean, and it's like all you know, they're all in. I mean, I think they, they have a really good core of guys. I think Tua is a good good enough quarterback to get yeah, to what's, what sucks is if Tua does flop, which I don't which I don't think he will. If he I don't does, think he is. If he does flop, they can't replace him in the first round next year. Yeah, but you have I mean, you have good talent in receiving core, man. I think, you know, yeah, I don't know. You you just got what Tariq Hill. Tariq, yeah. You, you have uh they got they got Waddle. I mean they're gonna and they got yeah, the boy, tight right? Raheem Mostert. Oh yeah, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, former uh, Niners uh, Mr. Glass Award uh, for the year that he couldn't stay healthy. I mean, every Mr. Glass Award that year for your team. Who's? Oh my God! I remember fucking watching that game against. No, actually, was it? Yeah, yeah. they had like a, a a blip. It was against the Jets because they were back to back games in the Meadowlands or yeah. MetLife Stadium or whatever George, the hell. They, yeah, George, George Kittle was out before the game. Nick Bosa. Kittle, Bosa um, tore his ACL. Uh, Solomon, Tom, Solomon Thomas was out. Apollo, yeah. And then the team MRI truck broke down. Yeah, Solomon, Solomon Thomas tore, his, tore it, was out for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. And then we ended up shipping him off. But, yeah, um, we'll see. I, I don't know. And who's the um, the the tight end? that uh, He's a pretty good oh, kid, Gusecki. too. Gusecki. Gusecki. I think he's a really good player. They have a nice – they have Mr. Reliable field, field goal kicker. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, is, is it field goal or is it punter? Oh, Brian Anger? No, the, the field goal kicker is really good. Who's the, who the kicker? Not. Uh, let me look. I thought I just thought I was pretty sure he was a really good good kicker. Let's see. Come Sanders, Jason Sanders. Isn't it Sanders? Was pretty good. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, yeah, Sanders. Sanders is good. Yeah, pretty. Because I think he had a really good year last year. I want to say. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think am I crazy? Um, no. Oh yeah, no. Twenty three out of thirty one. That's really yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the one who just signed like a five year extension with the Dolphins. So yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, decent enough, I guess. I don't know. I thought he had a really good year last year. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, good kicker, but yeah. I mean, look, Dolphins. You, it's, all, it's all season for you now. It's all season for you now, man. Yeah, all in, and I can't wait to watch uh, hard hard knocks. Oh, um, dude. Oh man, dude. I'm oh, in. Motor City, Dan Campbell, baby. Dude, I'm in. It said uh, when your head coach looks like Ted Lasso, only drinks nothing but energy drinks, works out, and listens to Metallica or something like that. That's, that's, basically, that's basically Dan Campbell. And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about like Dan Campbell, I think, has, like, really has the most job security of any coach in the NFL. Like, the, Lion, the Lions could win four games next year, and I, still, and I think he still wouldn't be in the hot seat. I love I love the intensity he brings. I, I told you we're gonna go up to uh, the opener when they play Philadelphia because we're gonna be. Oh yeah. I'm just we're going to the Michigan Hawaii game the night before, but but I want to go. Uh, that team may not be the most talented, but they would run through walls for that man. Yeah, and dude, I'm I'm on board. I want to see what what they do with uh, Hutchison. Mm-hmm. See how uh, see how good they really elevate his game to the next level. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely curious. More curious to watch that than I have been other teams like. You know, with the Eagles and Cowboys or whatever, whoever were on there before, I just, I really could care less. And the last story we're talking about today, the Deshaun Watson verdict has been given. Uh, this dropped yesterday. We found out that, again, yeah. this guy had sexual misconduct with well over women. And the judge, who, let me remind the people, what is a female judge officiating this case? Oh, she was uh, paid. 
mean, come on, dude. Uh, the sentence was given. He was suspended for a grand total of six games. This cat bets on bets on no gambling, zero violence, and he's after the whole year. Come on. Now the NFL is currently trying to appeal this decision, which is interesting because I guess I guess because I, I just I'm realizing the judge can give the, the the NFL can go over the judge's head if they really wanted to. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think this is I think this is. This is really pretty wild, honestly. It, it is, man. It, it super is, and I and I, I would be surprised has, even if, yeah. Yes, he, he has. He had twenty four lawsuits against him, so we're looking at, at that <laughs> six games. That's okay, four <laughs> one game every four women. Right, let's put it like this. All right, we're doing math. Let's believe. Let's believe half of what we hear. Okay, that's twelve women. That's still a fucking lot. Okay, that, that's still that's still two. That's still, still one game every two women. Yeah, I mean, bro, that's that's like Bill Cosby status there, man. That's it's not it's not a good look, not a good look. And I think what's going to happen, they're going to appeal it. I wouldn't be surprised if they slice it to three games. No, but no, the, the league is trying to appeal for a harsher sentence. Oh, okay, then okay. Like they they want to spend it indefinitely, but like at a minimum one year. I think that would be. I mean, the, the thing. I mean, listen, we've talked before about, like I said, the, the dude who was the one that was caught gambling or whatever. I'm Ridley. Ridley, and and you gave him the whole entire year for for something that didn't involve, you know, any kind of assault or any you know negativity towards anybody else. Like, dude, it's like this guy sexually assault, like supposedly, but still, I mean. This guy clearly had to have done had to have done it, whether it be one or whether it be twenty. It's still, you know, it's still there's no there's no place for that. Um, the NFL looks like a joke, dude. I mean, it does. That Ray Rice, the whole Ray Rice shit, where you know he's caught punching his fiance or wife at the time, and drag it like, dude, it's NFL's a joke. It really is. It's part of one kind of punishment. Yes, it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and again, I. And I know everyone's like, you get some of these like newer people that are like, yeah, you know, I just, I don't watch the NFL too much BS and stuff like that. I've been invested too long to not watch it. Yeah. I mean, like football's in my DNA. So I'm like, no, so it's, it, well, I, I'll deal with the shit show on the side, the circus life on the side. I don't really pay attention to it. Like when it comes to that kind of stuff, but when we talk about it, obviously that stuff's a lot different. Um, I'm still going to watch it. I just don't think they really need to get their shit together when they sentence people for doing wrong outside of, of the football field. You know what I mean? I think that, and, and that's why people laugh at it because it is a laughing stock. They are so wrapped up in, in gross with making money um, that they just completely, they can do whatever they want to do the players. And there's no, you know, there's no remorse. There's no, um, okay. you know, uh, penalty for it. Because it's because they know they're also, they, they, also like wildly inconsistent consequences. Yeah, but you there's zero like you can't even like think of where the hell like when somebody does something where do they what's their penalty what's their you know what's their suspension or if they even do get suspended there's no there's no consistency to the whole entire uh, the NFL it's just it's it, like I said it's a it's a complete shit show. Yeah. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the wonderful world of sports. Now we're going to trailer talk, and we have a whole, whole lot to talk about today. Uh, first thing we're going to be talking about is for is Breaking. Uh, so Breaking is a movie starring John Boyega. He plays a veteran who is you know, he's he's denied his actually it's based on a true story. Uh, based a uh, former Marine Corps veteran who's in financial trouble. Uh, he's concerned over the effect of his daughter, so he 
uh, in you know, he's about to lose his home. So what he decides to do is he tries to rob a bank. Uh, this movie stars John Boyega as the main as the main character, also featuring the late Michael Michael K. Williams. In I'm not sure if this is his final role, but it has to be one, one of his last ones. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, he does he does have one more in the can after this, but yeah, uh, one of his last roles, also featuring Connie Britton and Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Breaking? I mean, it looked it looked good. I think Boyega looks like he really delivers a uh, really solid performance um but i got shades of like ambulance kind of sort of a little bit um uh, and i could see like a dog day afternoon like they said they were comparing it to a modern day dog day afternoon which is a really good film um yeah but boy it looks like like i don't know he's all in on this i think this is like a really if it gets a lot of buzz and stuff like that it could garner him maybe an oscar nomination i don't know i got the vibes from it you know what i mean yeah, it was, it was one that I, I wasn't on my radar, but then I saw the trailer. I'm like, holy shit, we need, we need to talk about this because this movie looks fucking yeah. great. Yeah, no, I, I'm on board completely. Uh, I, I like those types of films, so it doesn't really matter if it gets oversaturated with it or not. But I think uh, the whole entire uh, the plot to it seems different. And yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, next, uh, so yeah, uh, Breaking is set for a release on, let me take a look. Uh, Breaking is set for a release on August 26, 2022. Uh, next thing we're talking about is Tar. So Tar is the long, long, long-awaited follow-up film from director Todd Field. Uh, Todd Field, the guy, he was an actor, also a director, uh, made In the Bedroom and then Little Children and has not made another movie since. Uh, people, like, we're, we're, big, we're big fans of the, of the guy's directorial efforts. We've been really waiting for him to make another movie. And now we are getting that. We are now we are getting that movie. Uh, basically, stars Kate Blanchett. She's a composer uh, who is trying to work on her latest symphony. Uh, so Russell, being a big Todd Field fan, are you excited to see him finally back in the director's chair? Yeah, I mean he's two for two. I, in the bedroom and uh, Little Children, both fantastic films. Uh, I would probably give the edge to Little Children. I really like that more. I would too. Uh, um, but Tar looks good. I, again, you don't get a whole lot because the majority of the time it's literally. It's Kate Blanchett and uh, in in like a puff of smoke, but the puff of smoke's kind of like morphing into different things. Um, and then you get a little bit of like almost kind of like a whiplash-esque. You get a little like shot at the composer, uh, Kate Blanchett, and then then it ends. It's almost like a teaser trailer, I'd say. But uh, Kate Blanchett's fantastic. I think she's one of the, yeah, you know, I could easily one of the best actresses working. Oh, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I'm glad Fields is back. I think this movie is going to be really good. Um, kind of like you don't get a whole lot out of it, but that leaves me curious enough because I definitely, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, the separate release on October 7th, 2022. So what a competed with Spider-Man now, now the date's wide open. What's that? What would have competed with Spider-Man in, uh, across the Spider-Verse, but that date is now wide open. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't think that, uh, I mean, this movie is going to be limited. This movie's not going to make all. Oh, I don't think it's going to make too too much money, but either way, yeah, I, I will. I'm on, I'm on board. I'm I'm there. If it's in theaters, I will definitely go see it. Absolutely. Uh, next, show we're talking about. We're trying to get the small ones out of the first before we get into the real, the real big tickets, big ticket items. Uh, is the trailer for Pearl? So Pearl is the prequel to the horror film X, which also came out this year. Uh, so we was written, conceived, and shot at the same time as X, and also featuring Mia Goth reprising her role as the younger version of the older woman uh, in the film X. 
basically this, this, is, this is the origin story if you something spoiler if you saw x i mean spoiler, spoiler if you haven't seen x uh this movie centers on the older woman uh who is the basically the villain of the movie uh set during world war one and basically explores how she you know how she wanted to, uh, like in the movie they talk about how like how once she was once a big star and i guess this is how she became said big star uh, this is also directed uh, directed by Ty West, and also co-written by Mia Goth as well, who was really fantastic in that first film. Uh, did, you, did you see X, Russell? I have. I, I enjoyed it. So are you excited for the prequel to X? Yeah, I mean, I'm on board. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, okay. Like, I, I obviously recognize that it was just really different. I, I really like the trailer. I love the direction A24 always goes with trailers. They're, they're always trying to make everything that they put out stand out amongst you know what I mean? It's not, they don't do the same. I feel like none of the two trailers of A24 are the same. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they all stand out in their own way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm on board. Uh, I like X. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, it's really crazy that they, he was so confident in that, I guess, or maybe they, he just filmed it and was like hoping that it was going to get really good uh, reception critically and then released Pearl. But uh, yeah, no, I'm on board. Yeah, it's ever released on September 16th, 2022. I'm also pretty excited because I, I really did like X a lot. So yeah, definitely excited to see more from more from those characters. And I'm curious, like what at the end of the year, like if I like Mia Goth more in X or Pearl. Yeah. Mia Goth is pretty excellent in X. She is really good in X. I, I don't know. Um I guess we'll find yeah. out. Yeah. Uh next show we're talking about is for Blonde. So Blonde is the a uh, feature-length biopic on famed actress Marilyn Monroe. Uh, this movie actually caused a lot of controversy over Netflix because director Andrew Dominic, very talented guy, he, he uh, directed Killing Them Softly and The Assassination of Jesse James with a coward Robert Ford. Uh, he was very adamant that this was going to be an NC-17. Uh, NC-17, although Netflix tried to get R. Ultimately, Netflix uh, gave me N17 and said, you know what? No more, no more director-driven passion projects. And we're about <laughs> to find out, find out why. So yeah, this is basically going to be looking at the life of Marilyn Monroe and basically, you know, mostly about her private life because, yeah, her private life, you know, she's like, a, a, like the face of the glamorous life. Uh, she, she had a pretty, pretty hard life. Yeah. I mean, not the easiest life. Uh, definitely a lot of uh, uh, things that are growing up in her childhood, obviously, too. Um, and even starting, you know, coming yeah. to fame, too. As an adult, like, she, yeah. she's someone who just always had it. Like, the person she was on screen is not who she was in real life. And they kind of address that in this trailer where just, like, Marilyn Monroe is a character that I play on a day-to-day basis. That's not who I am. Yeah, she's Norma Jean outside of that. Uh, um, yeah, movie features. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the lead in this one, Ana de Armas, because it does it does sound like she's a talented actress. It sounds like she's fighting that accent. She's fighting it hard, yeah, but um, it hard and it is slipping. I don't know why she was chosen. Uh, but you know, hey, look, I would love to watch me if we're wrong. Like I said, I, I'm a fan of hers. I do like her. I do like her quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, also features Adrian Brody, Bobby Cannavale, and uh, among others. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this just because, again, Andrew Dominic is a guy who I really like. I don't know if he's had a film since Killing Himself. Let me double check. Uh, no, yeah, he, ha- he hasn't made a narrative movie since 2012. 
this is his, his first like real big comeback. Uh, Brad Pitt's a producer on this. So yeah, I mean, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for X? Well, not, no, not, not for X for Blondes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's almost rated X. Let's see a segue there. Um, no, it's going to be almost rated. No, looks good. Um, I did watch that documentary on Netflix as well about Marilyn Monroe. Um, you know, you could check out obviously some like it hot that we reviewed with her. Um, no, she's always there's a reason why we still talk about her. You know what I mean? I think she elevated the the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, you know what I mean? And, you know, they're always still talking about her to this day for a reason. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see how Ana de Armas does. I, I do like her too, um, except that movie with Brad Pitt was shit, um, which, was, which was really unfortunate, that Brad Pitt movie she did with, was it Ana de Armas and Brad Pitt? Was it? Was it, was it Ana de Armas? When, when did it come out? Like, it, was, it was like one of those direct release. I think it was out. I think it got released on Netflix, didn't it? You think about Allied? Allied. Oh my god, I gotta look this up. Or am I? Am I going? Am I going crazy here? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you're working Brad Pitt. <laughs> not, I'm not mistaken. No, not Brad Pitt. I meant uh, no, 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 no. I said Ben Affleck. No, you said Brad Pitt. Oh, did I? That's because you said okay. No, no, no. The the movie she did with Ben Affleck. I'm Deep sorry. Water. Deep Water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was completely. Shit, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't really like it either. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I think because you said you said Brad Pitt. I think that's just stuck. In, like, you must have stuck in my head. My like, bad. Just like, did she do anything Brad Pitt? Am I, am I forgetting something? And then I'm like, oh my god, I'm not even thinking of the right movie. Um, but no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. It. I'm definitely looking to see what um, kind of what they uh, what they you know talk about you know her life. What 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 elevates this movie to an NC-17 rating? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean. I like well, I mean, I, you know what it is, but I'm just kind of. But I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, but even then, like most most of that will still go get by an R. What makes it N17 is my question. So I guess I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but now moving on to some of the bigger stuff, and or at least something the studio wants to be a big thing. This is the first trailer for Oppenheimer. Uh, this premiered in front of Nope. Uh, it was a really yeah. big deal. Uh, this is going to be the next film from director Christopher Nolan. Uh, after his pu- very public divorce with uh, with Warner Brothers, uh, this just uh, channeled the life of uh, Alan Alan Oppenheimer, who was one of the uh, one of the minds behind the creator of the atomic bomb. Uh, so, uh, Russell, uh, well, I'm going to get into the the funny part about this trailer, and then we'll, <laughs> uh, after you give your thoughts, what do you think of Jeff Oppenheimer? I mean, it looks okay. You don't get a whole lot. Obviously, it's just countdown. It's just a countdown, really. I mean, you're just kind of. But the funny part, one of the funniest part about this, uh, the funniest part about this is if you go to the Universal, uh, the Universal uh, YouTube uh, channel, they yeah. currently have a live stream that has been going since the trailer dropped, and that countdown keeps ticking down. Like that is a live countdown. <laughs> Really? Oh my god! Like if you like, like go look it up right now. There is like it, it was, and I guess that stream could keep going for like the next year until the movie comes out. So what? I'm looking up Universal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I, I can I can send you the link, but I wanted to make sure it was still going before I. Talk. Oh no, no, no! It's 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 literally live, and 53 people are watching it right now. That's that's the other crazy part. Yeah, like but like that trailer is it, it, it's not like other footage or like behind the scenes stuff now like this trailer is it's just a loop version of the trailer and every time you go you look the countdown it just keeps ticking down 
Oh my god! So like, it's literally the same thing, but it's like, how long until literally how long the movie comes out? Movie. Wow, that's that's just, that's too much work for that. Yeah, but like, I'm like, I'm just curious. Are they gonna keep the stream going for the next like 11 months? It's implied. Are like, why are 53 people watching it? Like, but also so, like, why why this movie? Like, yeah, like hype up a fucking Dark Knight, dude. Like, yeah, like hype like if this is for Avengers, sure. If this is for yeah. a, a, new, a new James Bond, I'd buy it. A new Star yeah. Wars, sure. fucking Oppenheimer. Yeah, really, really crazy. Uh, this is something that James Cameron would do. This I feel like would do. <laughs> this is some James Cameron shit. I feel like. I'm um, sorry, not Alan Oppenheimer. Alan Oppenheimer is a fucking composer. J. J. Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> That's Alan. See, it, it got through. I didn't even. Doesn't I didn't matter. I, like, I, I'm just so I'm so perplexed by the stupidity of this of this move. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and like I said, I, I did obviously see it in front of Nope, but it, I don't know. It's just one of those trailers like, OK, like it's a countdown and there's fire like it's an explosion. Yeah, great. I mean, I don't know. You don't get a whole lot out of it. If WB was smart, which I mean, given their move the past few days, I don't think they are. But if they wanted to be smart, they would do the exact same thing for Barbie. Oh, yeah. Because be Barbie opens the same day. What a shit show that would be. That'd be fun, though. That'd be Why hilarious. not? That'd be hilarious. I, I, I wish somebody over there would, would do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I also I remember when I saw the trailer. I leaned over my friend just like, is we really in black? Is we really in black and white, you pretentious shit? Yeah, it's like, we're really doing this. Like, like God, fuck it. Fine, whatever. But either way, uh, Oppenheimer is set to release in, you know, let, 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 let the trailer tell you. I'm not, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but it comes out next July. <laughs> Uh, but now to our big movies. Uh, we got a lot of stuff dropping in, uh, in, through Comic Con and uh, around around the same time. Uh, first of which is one that I thought was going to theater. Turns out now it's going straight to Prime. Uh, this is the first trailer for Samaritan. Uh, Samaritan is a movie starring Sylvester Stallone, uh, directed by Julius Avery, the guy who did Overlord a few years back. Oh, that's okay. a good movie. Yeah, uh, but basically. Uh, this this young kid realized that the superhero who thought he'd gone missing a while uh, a couple decades ago uh, is still around. Special uh, uh, plays the superhero who went missing, and uh, Javon Walton, many people many people recognize as Ashtray from Euphoria, stars as the kid. Uh, so yeah, this is a, another take on the superhero genre. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Samaritan? I feel like I like like we're revisiting Judge Dredd or something like that. Um, I dug it. I like Stallone. Um, Prime. I mean, it, it'll be uh, it'll be a good uh, pairing with Breaking because it comes out the same day. Nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks good though. It looks okay. I, I, I'm not I'm not going to take this movie too crazy seriously. I mean, I'm going to have fun with it. I mean, I'm excited to see it just because I'm excited for another Julius Avery movie because I, I also really like Overlord. Yeah, Overlord is really good. Yeah, so I'm excited to see it just because you know I'm, I'm, I want to see another guy. I got do something else for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is set for a release on August twenty, August twenty sixth, twenty twenty two, on Prime, which is a bummer because I told we're going to see it in theaters. Uh, but, I would have too. Uh, next trailer we're going to be talking about is for Pinocchio. Speaking of streaming releases, uh, this is not, this is the thank your daddy's Pinocchio. This, nope, nope. This maybe is your granddaddy's Pinocchio. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but this is a competing Pinocchio, aside from Disney's Pinocchio. Uh, this one being done by Guillermo del Toro for Netflix. This is a stop motion animated movie, uh, which takes place uh, in 1930s fascist Italy, because of course it does. 
<laughs> this one has a cast features Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton, Ron Perlman, and Kate Blanchett. Uh, so, Russell, we've seen the trailers for both the Disney Pinocchio and the Del Toro Pinocchio. Uh, what do you think of the trailer for Del Toro Pinocchio? Which one are you looking forward to more? I like the Del Toro Pinocchio because it's a Coraline-esque um, feel to it. And I love Coraline. You can obviously check out our review out on that, too. Um, I'm just plugging the shit out of everything tonight. That's two plugs already. Um, Doing great. Plug- uh, yeah. But, no, I, I love that stop motion. Um, and like I said, I love, you know, like it does a great job of that. Um, I don't know. I'm just a, I'm just a huge fan. I, I really like the vibe that Guillermo del Toro sets in this. Um, and I like that whole, it's like, it is like this, but it's, it's, it's his little twist on it. I like it. Uh, and I would, I would want to see the, the one that we're talking about over the other one. Over, over the, over the Disney one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a little bit in the same boat. I mean, not a little, but pretty much firmly in the same boat. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Disney one. Cause I like Zemeckis. I like Tom Hanks. I like a lot of people involved. Yeah, I, I think of my love of stop motion and Del Toro's weird, twisted visions, weird, twisted mind. Yeah, uh, I, I think that, that excites me more than the, the Disney one. I'm very curious to see which of these does better in its yeah. in its release. Uh, the the Disney one comes out. Wait, is there is there another one coming out this year? You gotta be. <laughs> oh, there was that Polly Shore one that came out this year. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, I remember, I remember this now. <laughs> Pinocchio, a true story. It's an, it's an English dub of a Russian direct to video movie. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, let me see. So this one's coming out no, uh, December. It, it's playing in theaters around me. I'll definitely go see it in theaters. Uh, meanwhile, the Disney Plus one is set to release in September. So I'm very curious to see like which of these does better. Both in terms of streams and both in terms of like you know like public eyes because you know the, uh, you know <laughs> Netflix ain't doing too well right now so <laughs> they really need the win. Um, next trailer we're talking about. Let's see what should we talk about next. You know let's talk about this. Let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, so Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is the second attempt to bring Dungeons and Dragons to the big screen. First attempt was done in I believe two thousand. We need to we need to re- talk about that. I've never seen it. Have you? I, I would no. I would be down to do a commentary and watch with that. Oh my god, that movie's fucking atrocious. Oh, there we go. Well, that's I mean that's the name of the game for these commentaries, man. Yeah. Uh, the have you, have you seen the, the Child's Play movies? Child's Play movies. Yeah. Okay, so the kid who played Andy in three. Oh my god, are you serious? He was the lead of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh Jesus Lord. Or it wasn't it wasn't the one with like the army, like the military in three. What uh, yeah, was, yeah. was there was there a lot? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was well, in got, was in military school in the third. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I remember seeing it obviously. I just oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, he's the he's the lead. Marlon Wayans is in it, Jeremy uh, in it, not uh, giving absolutely zero fucks. We need to we need to yeah, no, that, talk about that'd be this. a good commentary episode. But regardless, this is this is the set. This is uh you know that one didn't count. Just, just, <laughs> Justin Whalen. Yeah, just dude, that's oh my god, wow, that looks so bad. But anyway, yeah, this is this is the second attempt to adapt this property to the big screen. Uh, now, uh, look, I'm just gonna say, I know nothing about. I mean, I know the general logistics of this game. I know you 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 say what you want to do, then you roll dice. Yeah, uh, and there are there are play Dungeons and Dragons. We played Star Wars, like we did Star Wars RP. I'm familiar with like the RPG, how it, how how it 
yeah, I mean, I, I, literally. I, I played, yeah. yeah, I played video game RPGs before, so yeah, a vague understanding of this, but. I mean, like they show things in the show that, because like I have, a, I have a friend of mine who's really Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, okay. They they show things in the show that I guess are from the lore of, of of the game. I'm not familiar with this. I didn't recognize it. So yeah, I, neither. I, I feel like we're really good. Uh, you know, we're a good test audience for this because you know this movie should not be yeah. Dungeons and Dragons fans. It should be made for general, kind of like comic movies. Comic movies should not be made for comic book fans. They should be made for the general audiences. And yeah, you know, like you, like a you and I type thing in this. Big stuff for the fans. So yeah. Uh, Russell, as uh, someone who has not played this game, uh, what did you think of the trailer? I mean, I dug it enough. I mean, it, I had like, it felt like a Lord of the Rings-esque, grander scale type fantasy, you know, movie. You know what I mean? I, I, I That's what I took from it. I mean, I, again, kind of what you said, I, I don't know the whole like cameos with like, you know, creatures or anything like that, or if they did anything, you know, like kind of like Easter eggs for the for the real hardcore D&D uh, RPGers and stuff like that. I don't know, I, but it looks like a fun, like a fun fantasy type film. So yeah, I mean, I'm on board with what I saw. You know, yeah, no, I think it looks pretty fun. Uh, this movie stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, which is funny. I saw Michelle Rodriguez. The first thing that came to my mind was fucking um, Blood Rain. Did you ever see that movie? Oh no, no, no! I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Like I see, I see Michelle Rodriguez meal time. I, I immediately think Blood Rain. Uh, okay. uh, Regan Page, Justice Smith, and Sophia Lillis, as, well, as well as Hugh Grant. Uh, I, like, I like seeing and stuff. That's Justice Smith everywhere, man. He is everywhere. Uh, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. They were the team behind the writing of All Bosses, and uh, they directed Game Night, which was a really funny movie. Oh, fantastic movie. Really, really good movie. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think this looks fun. I'm curious to see because, you know, high fantasy is, unless you're Lord of the Rings, pretty hit, hit or miss. Actually, yeah. and it's usually it's usually miss. If you're Lord of the Rings, you're you're hit and miss. You're hit or miss. Oh yeah, because I, I would take the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit. Like I said, I I forgot everything I've ever watched with the Hobbit. I, I never even finished them. I think <laughs> I watched the first two, and I'm not missing anything. I know oh, you, you didn't go to three. No, because I was so bored in the first movie, dude. I'm like, I was so excited because I loved the you know the original three, and I'm like, that was so I was bored out of my mind i was so hard to like stay like focused i maybe need to give him a watch like now where i i don't know yeah you know um, I, I i like that second hobbit i think the second hobbit's pretty good okay i like i said i never the, saw the, the, the third one the third one is the worst of the three of them okay well and it's kind of like backward of how uh the the original trilogy because i like fellowship a lot i know return of the king is like everybody's favorite but i love fellowship My, minus two towers i love two towers I think Two Towers is the boring of the three, I thought, really? to me. Yeah, with the two with the ends and, like, all I the mean, trees. The, the stuff with the ends doesn't go on forever. I'll give you that one. To me, like, and then, then like, what, Return of the King ended, like, 30 different times. They yeah, could have, like, called, called it out, man. Okay, we're done? Yeah, uh, okay, we're good. Okay, uh, no, we're not. No? no? Okay. No? We're, we're to keep going? Are we done? Either bowing. Yeah. Or grip. Well, let's, let's get out of here. Oh no, we're, we're st- not. Oh no, we're still okay. Okay, we're we're, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing it. You're okay. fucking with us. Frodo's leaving. It's fine. It's over. Let's go. Oh my God, you're still going. You're 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 queuing the score. We're, we're good here, right? This is good, right? Like I, I feel like audiences just like sat in their seats for like ten minutes because they because did, they didn't believe it was actually over. We're just like, okay, we're good. It's like when you hear people clapping, they just they they stop clapping. They just look around and it's like we we're not clapping anymore. Oh no. no? Yeah. Oh no. We're we're, we're not no. There. Okay. We're just gonna wait. We're just gonna wait. <laughs> uh, but either way, yeah. Like high fan. Like high, uh, fantasy is a big gamble, especially now. So, well, I mean, it's always been a gamble, but I mean, given Lord of the Rings kind of paid the way for it not to be a gamble, but it still kind of is. So yeah, yeah. turn out. But still, I'm I'm look. I I think it's gonna be pretty good. 
and I never saw uh, Warcraft or anything like that either. Warcraft's Warcraft's bad. <laughs> I'm not, I yeah, see, like, I never it's saw. Fine, but it's bad. Yeah, I never saw that either. Like, I really try to. I'm hit or miss with like that. Like Blood Rain, I I I stayed away from. Like, I like. Oh, I remember liking Ultraviolet a lot. It's not really fantasy. Uh, not, not, not like this. Anyway. It's it's not fantasy, but I'm just thinking more of that. Like that. Uh, not not fantasy, but I'm thinking uh, more. Okay, War, Warcraft. I guess is more fantasy. Um, I'm trying to think other fantasy properties. Yeah, the original Dungeon Dragons. I never watched. Aragon, yeah, with the with the dragon, with so the, the brand, uh, which we also reviewed. <laughs> yeah, check that one out too. There's three. Okay, we'll take it. Um, um, yeah, the only thing I remember about Aragon is keep holding on the Avril Lavigne song. That was from that movie. It was. That's why. See, we get the we get the uh, trivia back up, man. I, I I know obscure shit like that. That that that'll. Uh, Am I right? Maybe. Uh, but did you look at no, Did you look it up? Did you look it up and see was Aragon? Was that oh, it? Was it it? Let me let me see. Because was I was that completely random? Like, uh, let's see. Keep holding on, Aragon. Yes, you're right. There you have it. I'm telling you, dude. I'm butter butter with this random music. Like if it cameoed it, man. Yeah. Damn, Good stuff. <laughs> crazy you're welcome you're welcome uh yeah uh this 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 film is anyway dungeon dragons honor among thieves set for release date of march 3rd 2023 uh next show we're talking about is for john wick 4 i don't know what the title is so we're gonna we have to call it john wick 4 this is the teaser trailer we saw we got our first look at the continued adventures of our favorite dog avenging assassin uh, this one sees John Wick uh, doing what he does best. He's killing folks. He's taking names, killing more folks, and killing more folks. Uh, Counter uses back as well as Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShane, and Lance Reddick from the last one. Joining the cast this time around, we got Donnie Yen, Hiroyuki Sonata, and Scott Atkins, Clancy Brown, and Bill Skarsgård. Uh, so, yeah, Russell, are you ready for some more adventures in the John Wickverse? Hey, speaking, I've been hiding a giant secret. For a very long time, from you, have you never seen any of these? I have seen none of them. Would you be surprised? <laughs> so, speaking of our poll, by the way, which I think is going to go air towards the John Wick. That's our fourth plug for our next episode, the Conan Reeves uh, Action Pack <laughs> Summer. Um, I've never watched. I have all three of them on, you know, on physical media. I just never watched them. I never, I, I missed the first one and it was like the second one came out and like, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm maybe going to watch the first one. And I, and I, I let that go by the wayside. Third one comes out. I hadn't seen the first two. I'm like, well, I haven't seen the first two yet. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I just hadn't watched them. That is fucking insane. Is that crazy? Is that crazy shit, dude? No, because like these are, yeah. I'm not, Russell, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing here. These are some of the best American action movies of the last 10 years. I know, and I missed them. I missed out seeing them in, in all big three, screen. All three films are fucking stellar. Like, shit. When three was coming out, we literally marathoned the first two with my mother because she wanted to go see it. Okay, yeah. And but she uh, loves them. Been, been hiding giant secret, notorious by chance listeners, oh, but yeah. It's fine, so I guess since... Uh, since uh, <laughs> I'm the one here who's seen the John Wick films. Yeah, I am... <laughs> I am excited. Uh, I uh, like that one bit where <laughs> I like that one bit where like, you put that guy over the table and starts nunchucking him in the head. Yeah, I, I did. I did like that. No, I've always enjoyed the trailers and he seeing what I saw of them, but I've never. Over, he's like put him over the table and starts hitting him like he's his mama. Like, yeah, like uh, I am Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles, and I am beating the shit out of you with my nunchucks. 
Yeah, like, but, um, it's also like this movie are almost like on a crazy trajectory because let me let me pull up some some box office numbers for you. This is this is a crazy secret I've been I've been keeping. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like the first one was it was it was a pretty, pretty moderate hits. Uh, didn't have uh, didn't have excuse me. Didn't have a ton of theater. Didn't have a lot of uh, press when the first one came out. It was, it was only like a thirty. The first one was only like a thirty million dollar movie, and yeah. it was eighty eight. So like well enough for a sequel. Second like word gets out. Second one does even better. The one's one seventy one at the box office. Third one. Third one fucking exploded. The third one did better than the last two combined. That's crazy. How much did it? What did that gross? Uh, three twenty six worldwide. Jesus Christ! Wow, and that's and that's right before pandemic. Yeah, and but like yeah. like that like that that doesn't happen. Like we don't see like third entries do this crazy well. Yeah, and then the fourth one, I mean, it has huge shoes to you know obviously fill, but uh, with yeah. word of mouth and everybody seeing it, I wouldn't be surprised if it. If it yeah, like they all they all do really well. Box office, they're all critically well received. Uh, this is this is kind of like the genesis of the, of the Keanu comeback because you know people don't really yeah. talk. Now, have they kept the same director for all the films? Yeah, it, it has been Chad Stahelski throughout the same way through. He's he's directing four. And he's okay. going to direct five, which five is already right. confirmed. Cool. Yeah. Like I said, uh, something obviously uh, we're probably going to end up getting to our next episode because I think that one, it was neck and neck with Point Break. Um, uh, that was, you know, and I was just happy with the, we had a great turnout for the, the, the poll so far. Um, but yeah, because I know it was neck and neck with, with Point Break and, and Wick. Uh, but anyways, uh, John Wick 4, but we'll see you have a uh, three month to catch up. Well, I'm sorry. Three months. The fuck, well, here but, you have seven months to catch up. Uh, John, we kept yeah. four releases March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Well, if we watch the first one, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my foot in the water. I'm gonna jump in. Just just cover Beck's eyes for uh, the first fifteen minutes. Oh, that's right. That's that kills fucking dog. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I told you she's weird with with, with it's, a, it's a cute dog too. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I think she really wanted to watch that stuff too, so yeah, I'm gonna have to see. We'll have to we'll have to see what's going on with that. Well, now it's time for a trailer that's for a movie that I know you definitely saw. This is the first trailer for Halloween Ends. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw, we, we gotta talk about this one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Halloween Ends is the third film in the Halloween Forty Years Later trilogy, which is I don't know, that's that's what I'm calling it right now. Uh, this is a sequel to 2018's Halloween and uh, last year's Halloween Kills. Uh, this sees Flory once again trying to face down Michael Myers, uh, this 70-year-old guy, which for some reason nobody can kill. Yeah, I mean, and and his, his I, I love the thing. If you watch Brad and Hannah's Instagram thing about the average like walking speeds of his Michael Myers and stuff he has like no, that. He has no urgency. Dude, it is so hilarious how he's explaining the fastest Michael Myers on, on screen. I think it was like it was like a, a dog shit Halloween movie too that ended up being the fastest one. Was it five? I think it was five. Well, I think it was five. Um, anyway, I just random random plug there. That's that shit's really funny that he does on uh, Instagram or the, is, is it on his TikTok or whatever? It's funny it's shit. TikTok, but yeah, okay. it's it's really really funny. Um, but yeah, I just this this trailer looks fucking awful, man. I'm not uh, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging what we're putting down. I mean, I, I think I'd be like much more enthused about this film if I just wasn't so ugh, on. We, we really need to talk about 
kills. I, I we need to do that maybe for Halloween season because it's just we need to figure out we need to figure out a way to talk about these films. The, no, sir, there really is like there are there are some ones like I, I would love to just like review next week. Um, no, but seriously, um, Halloween Kills was just so deliberately trying to be over the top that it just it made the movie a complete mess. Um, the fact that you return all these characters and then you don't even bring back the original Tommy Doyle, like I don't understand that. I mean, that I, right there, for, does that does that guy even act anymore? No, but the thing is, and I had a laugh though because um, I think at the uh, the uh, Steel City Comic Con, I guess he's come. I'm pretty sure he's either coming in August or December. I think it's this August one. Um, he's coming to um, uh, the uh, the Steel City Comic Con. So I was just like. I'm just like perplexed at this. And then the fact that like, okay, so you're pretty much saying you're killing some, someone's dying here. I'm guessing it's Jamie Lee Curtis's character, obviously, or I mean, one or both of these guys, are one or both of them are dying at the end of this film. Are we, are we just going to do H, H2O again where they, where they kill him? Yeah. And they yeah. just stupidly bring him, or sorry, resurrection where this brings yeah. Stupidly bring him back where they crush somebody's larynx or whatever. Yeah, he couldn't, they, couldn't talk or whatever. He crushes larynx and then put his mouth. Oh, I, I, I fucking can't do it. I can't. Yeah, we this. did talk. We did talk about uh, resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where it was left out. Yeah, we talked about resurrection, but um that ended in h2o and it picks up at the beginning of resurrection, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just perplexed. Like this, like. Michael, like, keep in mind, there's also like a four-year time jump after this, after this one. So like it's it's set, it's set in present day because I I think it would be funny to just keep going back to like right after it happened because if you think about it, even though they're like three like what three years apart, the yeah, first two, <laughs> the first two Halloween in this in this offshoot take place in the same night. Yeah, so it's literally a continuation, dude. Like, like it's yeah, so like so, but this this one's jumping four years into the future. Uh, I am just <laughs> I'm, I like 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 Michael is in his seventies. Yeah, I mean, a timeline, like... Why is this guy so hard to kill? That's the thing, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, 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 you have to have that suspension of, you know, disbelief, I guess. It, it's so easy to just, like, obviously do what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you guys 70, like, what the fuck? Um, I don't know. This trailer just doesn't... I, I'm not sold. I don't know. I just think, at this point, I think it's just, like, an overload. I mean, 2018 was fine. I like 2018 fine. Oh, this is just awesome. Kills, kills sucks, especially when they're doing away with this whole entire. Oh well, the other Halloween's didn't exist. I'm like, dude, really? We're gonna do that shit now? But, but like, like I don't you're, know. you're doing that, and then you're just like, you're just making the same. You're just doing the same shit as the other Halloweens. Yeah, it's like you're doing literally the same stuff that they did Halloween, and, and I think Halloween Two is a, a really excellent, uh, you know, follow up to the original '78 Carpenter film. But um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I just don't give a shit at this point. It's kind of where I'm at on it. Um, I just don't like to. I don't know. Halloween Kills really ruined it for me. I love the. I love the the vibe of 2018. Um, I just think we completely just like, we just. I don't know. We did the opposite of what we built up to in the 2018 film. You know what I mean? Well, look, at least in this one, Lori Short will actually do something as opposed to spending the entire movie in bed. Come and get me, motherfucker. Come and get me. I, I, do, I do like that one. I do like that too, but I mean, again, it's just not. Uh, it's, a separate, it's a separate release. Um, 14th, 2022. Uh, next thing we're talking about, let's see, what do we got to talk about next? You know what, let's talk about Black Adam. Uh, so Black Adam is an upcoming DC movie that's actually getting released. 
We'll talk, we'll talk about, you know, <laughs> talk about why that makes a difference later. Uh, the, the news. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so, yeah, this is a movie that is centered on the character Black Adam with the arch nemesis of Shazam in the comics. Uh, this one, uh, the main character, the titular character will be played by Dwayne Johnson. And it'll basically kind of show his, or- his origin story about how you know, he, was a sl- he was a slave in you know, ancient times. He got the Shazam powers and now he, and, uh, he, he doesn't use them for uh, the proper purposes, which is, why they're so, which is why the wizard is so picky to give his powers, to give out his powers again in the Shazam film. Uh, we got a special look at Comic-Con. The two big things uh, released are, the, the two big things they brought to Comic-Con were both uh, Black Adam, or the only thing that brought the Comic-Con were Black Adam and Shazam Fury of the Gods, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, but Russell, what did you think of the tra- of the first look Comic-Con for Black Adam? Because I don't think we were talking about the first trailer because it came out while we were in, during our off period. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I, I did. I really liked it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up, but I always like The Rock. Uh, everything he does. So uh, I really like the uh, energy he brings as a uh, superhero character. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see it. I'm, I'm kind of see what transpires and, you know, how that, you know, uh, fix, you know, transfixes up on to the, uh, the screen. But I like, I like what I see. I like the action. I like the, you know, uh, the, 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 some of the comedy to it too. Like I, I'm a fan, I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of just kind of struggling to care about this film just because, Look, I I, I like I like Doctor Much the next guy, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just the character that I'm I'm struggling with as a, as a central figure because I just feel like Black Adam doesn't need his own movie to be introduced. I think, and I think that's me. I think that's a difference with me. It's like I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Just because like Black Adam's best interactions are with are with Shazam, like because like you know that's that's his opposite. They both have the same powers. They both came from the same place. Only you know Shazam yeah. powers for good. Black Adam doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just like perplexed as to like why we're, do- I mean, I know why we're doing because The Rock can, can open his own movie, but I'm also just like, I'm also just a little concerned, like, you know, they're not gonna let him be as big of a, because Black Adam's a really cool villain in the comics, and I'm yeah. just concerned that because he's the central figure, they're kind of gonna turn him into, you know, kind of like, they, they want him to be good, yeah. So like, we might, we might not get to see him fight Shazam in the future, which I, that's, that's, that's what I really want. But uh, yeah. either way, I'm excited to see some of these characters. I like Aldous Hodge a lot. I'm excited to see Dr. Fate in a movie. That's my boy right there. Uh, Sarah Shahi, who I really like as an actress, is in this movie as well. And uh, we also got news that Viola Davis, as Amanda Waller, will be reprising her role in this movie. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is set for a release on October 21st, 2021. Sorry, 2022. Uh, the year that is. The year you can go back in time. Back in do, time. do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, and oh, next year we're talking about is for speaking of which Shazam Fury of the Gods we got our first look at that during this Comic Con um, this is the continued adventures of Shazam whose first one came out in 2020 20, I'm sorry 2019 uh, basically this, uh, this is basically them fighting the daughters of Atlas played by uh, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren uh, reprising the role, of course, Zachary Levi, Shazam, Asher Angels, Dory Batson, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, Ross Butler, Megan Good, uh, Jamon Hans, who's coming back from the first film. Uh, all, those people, all these people are coming back to reprise their roles in the first movie. Uh, again, like joining them, uh, Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, and Rachel Zegler of West Side Story fame will be joining as uh, someone else in this movie. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Shazam Fury of the Gods? I liked it again, just kind of with Zachary Levi's, you know, comedic timing in the first one. I think that really led to 
I just like it was just so different. It was a different DC vibe for me. You know what I mean? It was a different DC movie. Um, and it looks like it picks up right where it left off. I just I, I like it. I like the character. Um, I'm kind of kind of curious to see how they maybe hopefully build this up to, you know, showdown with Black Adam in a third one or set up a fourth one or whatever. Maybe both have a mom named Martha and they could be friends. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we can do that. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board. I like it. And um, like I said, DC, you know, trying to get some footing. I mean, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah, um, I, I'm on board with Shazam. Though. Funny because we'll, we'll talk about like, we'll talk about Marvel in a second and also later in the show. But it's well, I mean, the funny part about the DC panel, like wasn't what happened in the panel. Yeah. That it's the reaction to it because let me give you some context for this. So, uh, news broke. It was a completely baseless rumor that people accepted as fact that Henry Cavill was going to make an appearance at Comic Con to announce he's coming back as Superman. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> and there's this one Twitter user, Matt Ramos, who, like, he's, he's pretty big in the, uh, in the film Twitter space. Yeah. Got a lot of followers. He's actually, one of, like, one of the newbie people. Um, <laughs> Wow. And so he's like he was he was he was the one that was having a big time. Just like the world's gonna stop tomorrow when Henry Cavill comes back or some shit like that. Oh uh, my god! Spoiler alert: He didn't show up. He was I'm glad like, I didn't. Glad I didn't buy that show. I'd have been pissed. <laughs> people like people were like really pissed off and like people were booing The Rock at at, at Comic Con. Really? Wow! Henry Cavill didn't show up, dude. I, I appreciate the energy, but uh, yeah. I mean, crazy. Like, I appreciate the dedication, but like, this is there's a point where I'm like, okay, this this is this is fucking this is sad and stupid. Like, did Cavill re- respond at all? No. <laughs> to, uh, to, I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, because I'm sure it like was like hashtag. Like, I'm, like, you know I'm, like, I mean? I'm sure I'm sure he's aware of it, but like, I'm not I'm not responsible. He's busy dealing. He's busy dealing with COVID. Like, like, why well, he has no time for this? Yeah, just sad. Well, I'm glad I didn't hear any of this. <laughs> you got depressed all over again. I mended myself like during that while you were talking about it. I let myself down and feel like, oh, that sucks. Uh, but I'm okay now because I really, I really didn't know. So I, there was nothing to uh, to get my hopes up. So we're good. Yeah. But uh, either way, I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to Shazam and it's for a release date on December 21st, 2022. For now, again, we'll, we'll get to all that later. Last trailer we're talking about uh, is part of it's part of a bigger story we're, t- we're covering later in the show, but still we're talking about the top of the trailer. Like I do think that there's its own little you know slice to slice to breathe. Uh, we got the first trailer for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. This is the very much troubled, long work done sequel to the first Black Panther. Uh, Ryan Coover came back to direct this uh, movie that was supposed to star Chadwick Boseman, but of course he sadly passed away. Uh, but this will show you the continued adventures of the citizens of Wakanda, including Sherry, Nakia, Okoye, Mbaku, Ayo, and uh, as well as uh, Ramonda. Uh, Margaret Freeman is also back as Ever K. Ross. And uh, newcomers include uh, Tena Huerta as Namor, the Submariner, who is basically, so in the comics, he's basically the Marvel version of Aquaman. That's not what they're doing here. He's not Atlantis, he's part of like this like Mayan society. Uh, that just sank. That just sank underwater. So like he's all these like underwater dwelling people, and uh, Wakanda is going to war with them. So that's 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 something we're doing. Uh, also feature also feature comparing the film are uh, Dominique Thorne, Rhea Williams, who was Ironheart in the comics, and that's uh, else. Oh, Michaela Cole, who I really do like uh, from I May Destroy You. Uh, so yeah, this was uh, the 
this was like the what closed the Marvel panel for Comic Con. Uh, so, Russell, what did you think of the Wakanda Forever trailer? I mean, I liked it. Uh, I think they, I feel like it was a, a tasteful, you know, uh, trailer. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to get its foot forward, moving on post, you know, Chadwick Boseman and everything. I thought they, I thought they did it fine enough to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to continue the story of Black Panther uh and from what i see with the uh, trailer I, I liked it i mean i liked it fine yeah uh this is going to be the closing uh, chapter of, of phase five phase six sorry i'm sorry no phase four we're in phase four right now getting ahead of myself uh this is going to be the closing film of phase of uh phase four uh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it again i love ranking as a director i do not envy him for the position he's in yeah, yeah, are, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know good on him he's, de- he's dealing with it uh, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this movie. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure this, this guy is pretty for three right now. He's an excellent director. I'm sure he's gonna put something great on screen. So yeah, yeah excited to see uh, what comes next for the Black Panther universe. Even though one of the main characters is a total asshole in real life, but <laughs> yeah, one of the actresses who's holding up, who's holding up uh, production hostage, productions hostage due to due to COVID restrictions. Um. That's going to do it for trailer talk, and I move on to notorious news. Uh, again, we've got to do a memoriam section here real quick. Uh, the geek world lost a massive icon. Uh, Miss Nichelle Nichols passed away. Uh, Nichelle Nichols was the original Ahura on the original Star Trek. Uh, she played that role in the, entire, in the entire original series, reprised her role in all six of the original films. Uh, someone who just... For geeks of color, like she was a she was a real trailblazer that people don't really talk about. I mean, her kiss with Captain Kirk was like a monumental thing. Because like it was the first the first kiss between a white guy and a black woman on screen on any screen ever. So like it was it was, it was a really big deal. Um, yeah, uh, she did a lot for she did a lot for NASA and space programs, and you know she was just someone who she really loved what she did. She loved being a horror. She loved being this kind of icon for you know, icon for this, this sect of people for like global phenomenon. And yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm really sad to see her go. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a uh, huge Trekkie. I, I haven't seen any, like the, the original films, the original films, uh, most of them are really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, again, I have a lot of, you know, obviously holes in my, my movie, my film watching. The original, um, the original is like, it's like, it's like two, three, four and six are all really good. Yeah. And then like, uh, like I, I haven't seen anything. I probably saw everything after what six was like when they, they did like nemesis first contact, all that I, stuff. Uh, next generation or what? So no, six was uh undiscovered country. Then there was the next gen film, which was generation. Next Generations, contact, insurrection, yeah. and uh, those, those are the ones I saw. With Tom, okay, with Tom Hardy. Yeah, those are the ones I saw. Yeah, uh, but either, yeah, uh, yeah. Michelle Nichols, you will you will be missed by you. You will be missed by many. Uh, going into other news, first thing we're going to we'll be talking about right now is uh, well, speaking of fantasy stuff, and uh, speaking of Aragon, I forgot this is on, this is on the docket. Uh, there is the Aragon television series in the works for Disney+. Plus. Uh, they're going to be adapting... Uh, this is off the back of them adapting Percy Jackson uh, for television on Disney+. Plus. 
the difference is between this and the movie, much much like with Percy Jackson, the movie, the writer of the books, uh, whose name I can't think of because I have never read these books. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me find this because this I'm gonna feel it. Chris, Christopher Christopher Polini. Uh, he's actually very involved in this one in a way. He was not involved with the actual Aragon movie. And I've also heard the Aragon movie is not like a very good adaptation of the book. I wouldn't know, never read it. So uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, Disney, looks like Disney's doing a really good job. Because like Elegant and like Die With a Kid, which I mean, like it or hate it, it did have the involve like a heavy involvement from the author of the books, Jeff Kenny. Uh, do you think that, you know, this is I I, I do like that what we'll like, like Disney Plus is doing is that they're giving their the writers of, you know. The original source material, some creative say, which a lot of studios don't do, a lot of studios don't have to do. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Russell, are you interested in an Aragon series? Sure. Okay, but only if Halloween does a theme song, right? Absolutely, man. Keep holding on. You got to. <laughs> you got to, man. That little nugget of information. Everybody, you're you're, you're welcome for that. Now you're gonna jam that song now. <laughs> I might actually. Uh, <laughs> So uh, next next piece you're talking about, uh, there is a Roadhouse. There's been a lot of talk about a Roadhouse remake. Uh, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Ronda Rousey was gonna do it, uh, but then she got she got her ass she got her ass handed to her in the ring, and we're like, you know what? Now nah, we're good. Um, but you know what? It is back in the news. Uh, looks like we do have our main star, Jake Gyllenhaal, is still going to be starring in the film. Uh, and Doug Lemon is going to direct. And we have a uh, <laughs> we have a full cast that includes Billy Magnuson, Daniela Malkior, and you ready for this, Russell? Oh boy! Your namesake, Connor McGregor, is going to be appearing yeah. in this film. That's boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, it's going to be uh, much like the original film. Uh, it's going to take a bit of a twist. Uh, JJ Hall is going to be a former UFC fighter. Who is now retired and working at a roadhouse in the Florida Keys? Uh, production is set to uh, production is to begin this month and be uh, distributed on Amazon. So, Russell, you hear this? Uh, looks like we're getting a roadhouse remake with Jake Gyllenhaal. What do you think? I like Jake Gyllenhaal, dude, and I love Southpaw, so I'm completely down. Let's let's do it. All right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, probably going to be releasing next year, year after, if they're shooting now. Yeah. I want to see if Conor McGregor can fucking act. I, I, I'm pretty sure the answer is no. <laughs> um, I guarantee you not. Unless it's like shit talking, uh, promo, like promotional, like to hype a fight up. I don't think he can. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, Tomb Raider is back in the news, not because the sequel's happening. It's happen- I'm it's back in the news. sad about this. Uh, I believe MGM, who held the rights before, uh, they lost the rights to the property, so the Alicia Vikander sequel is officially dead, and now there is a bidding war for the film rights to the popular video game. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is this is a this is a big ball drop for this is a big ball drop for I, I believe. Let me make sure it's MGM. I don't I don't I don't want to mislabel these things. Uh, whoever it is, this is a big blow to. This is a big blow to any studio who wanted to hopefully make another action film with this. It was MGM. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, a big ball drop for them just because, you know, all you had to do to keep the rights was make the sequel on time and guess what yeah. you can fucking do. Yeah, you uh, you held the ball too long. Yep. You called a timeout when you didn't have any. Yeah, um, you held the ball too long. The shot, clock, the shot clock expired. You lost the ball. 
Yeah. Um, it's sad because I like uh, Vikander's role as Lara Croft. Um, I liked I liked that movie. Um, I thought it was what, 2018. I liked it. I thought it was really good. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of sad that we're not going to get to see her again. But, you know, I feel like, some, like the, there's, the only reason this would uh, spark a bidding war this intense is because some, look, we're going to see another Tomb Raider adaptation sooner rather than later. I'm willing to bet the next person's going to try it as a series. Probably. I would have. Yeah. That would make video, if you look like for video games, series, series are the way to go. Unless yeah. you're doing like a really like bare bones premise, which you probably do as a movie, but like it seems like series series are the way to go. So yeah, I'm I'm calling it right now. Whoever tr- whoever gets the rights, is going to try to do a streaming series. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Next next piece, next piece of news. Speaking of streaming series, uh, we got some word on the Godzilla, uh, Godzilla vs. TV show for Apple TV Plus. Uh, Wyatt Russell was already set to star in the show, but starring alongside him, uh, his daddy. Kurt Russell is going to be appearing <laughs> in the Godzilla show. Uh, no word on what this is going to be about. It's said to take place between the first Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Uh, no word who's playing what, although it is rumored that Wyatt is going to be playing a younger version of Kirk. Going to have to get some hair dye if you want to make that work, but you know it could happen. Uh, so, <laughs> Russell, what do you think of uh, Kurt Russell joining the Godzilla series? Sure. Put a little, put a little uh, spice into it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kurt Russell doing TV, and it's not something we see very often, if at all. Yeah, not, not really. I don't think ever. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit since I've ever seen it's, it. It would have been a while if he did. Yeah. Uh, but either way, yeah, I like, Kurt, I like Kurt Russell. I like Kurt Russell a great deal, so I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm excited to see him act alongside his boys. A little, little father-son bonding time. Yeah. Something I'm not excited to see. Uh, the Joker sequel. Huh. Uh, the sequel got a release date. It's going to be releasing October 4th, 2024. Uh, this comes off the back of some other things DC's doing and WB in general, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, but yeah, you excited for Joker, Folly Odd Duo, the musical? I would probably say no. I'm going to go with a no on that one. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, but something I am actually excited about, and again, in a rare positive dc news again we're gonna get to all this later uh ben affleck is back as batman once again (laughs) for a scene uh he's playing bruce wayne for they had to reshoot his scene for aquaman for the ending and it's going to be him playing bruce wayne he's in it so he's confirmed to reprise his role in aquaman the lost kingdom cool i mean look uh ben affleck he's happy now he's uh, now mr jennifer lopez yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I I think she's I think she's legally now Jennifer Affleck. Yeah, which is I'm I'm I'm, I'm never gonna fucking call her that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, like look, he, he he got over it. He picked up his Dunkin' Donuts coffee. He got married to got married to a smoke show of a wife. So yeah, he's 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 happy again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he got himself in check, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, but either way, I'm, I'm happy to see him again because I feel like, yeah, I, I said this on the show before, I feel like Ben Affleck is the, is the best Batman with the absolute shittiest run of films. Yeah, I, I just, I really like him as a Batman. Just, it was a, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely see when, when he drops in Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, I believe, coming out next March. Uh, next piece that you're talking about, uh, there was an, it was announced that there was going to be a Drago spinoff uh, from the Rockyverse, uh, likely focusing on well, not likely, very much focusing on Ivan Drago and his son, Victor Drago, 
introduced in Creed 2. Uh, news dropped of that. Some, and there was someone who was not happy about it. Namely, one Sly Stallone. Yes, he was not, uh, he was not thrilled with this news. Felt betrayed by his friend Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Dolph later came out and said he thought Sly was involved. Uh, you know, because you know, two of them, contemporaries, good for good friends in real life, worked together for several decades. Uh, but either way, so Russell, what do you think of the prospect of a Drago spinoff? I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked the uh, the idea. I thought it sounded kind of cool. Well, I mean, like, uh, and this this is probably still happening just because. Then the thing, just because just because Sylvester Stallone is not happy about it doesn't mean it can't happen because he hasn't he does not own the rights to the Rocky characters anymore. Yeah, no, I I definitely like the the, the whole concept of it. I think it sounds kind of cool. Especially because like I really like a lot of scenes with him and his son in uh Creed two. I thought he was I thought those were really good. And yeah, he's also back in Creed three, which I did, which I didn't know. Huh. Victor, Victor 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 Drago that is not not Dolph. Dolph is well he might he might make an appearance. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, uh, Dolph is set to. Uh, sorry, Victor Drago had to come back in Creed Three, so excited to see what that what that looks like. So but either way, uh, if they were going to do a Drago spinoff, I'd be inter- I'd be interested. I'd, I'd be surprisingly interested. Yeah. Uh, next piece we're talking about. Uh, so a, a report came out a few weeks ago regarding because you know there's been a lot of talk about Marvel, which you know, we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, a lot of talk about Marvel with the Fox X Men characters. Now a report broke which might bring to light some things as to reason why they haven't done anything yet. So apparently, this is this is all not proven yet. Apparently, uh, there was there is a controversy. Let me start over. There is a report that came out saying that all the X-Men actors are technically still under contract with Fox, which is now Disney, until 2025. I guess the contract is now no longer null and void. Basically meaning that they cannot do another movie Without that, without the uh, last cast, so you know they they can't they can't recast Cyclops, they can't recast Jean Grey, they can't recast Magneto, Mystique, Beast, any of those people. Hmm. Now, here's my, I, I'm very curious about how this would work because, like, I, I think I'm, I'm very curious, like, if, if they have to offer them the role, but like, what if they turn them down? Can they can they not make the movie? Oh man, yeah, that could really because yeah, like because if because if I'm Marvel. I, I mean, I, because like, if you legally have to offer it to them, if I'm Marvel, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to offer you this role. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this the worst job possible. Yeah. And then it's like, then they can just be an asshole and, and, and hike up price for signing on. I want to signing on to it too. Yeah. So like you're, you'll be, you'll be working 5 a.m. To, to midnight every day, every day. It's like, okay, the price just went up. Price, price just went up. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would just like, it's like, hey, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this offer that I want you to say no to and then offer you something else. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's true or not. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting if it was just because it means that we potentially won't see any mutants until 2025. until probably have to wait, wait, wait till that contract expires. Uh, but still, I mean, I'm very curious to see like how that affects the larger MCU, if that's true. Again, it's not, not, not like truly proven yet. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, that that's the case of a studio trying smarts. Uh, so we have we have a big case of a studio being really dumb right now. Uh, so this is the big story that broke yesterday. Uh, it was announced that the film Batgirl, uh, which was going to star Leslie Grace, Brenda Fraser, J.K. Simmons, and Michael Keaton, reprising his role as Batman once again, a uh, movie that was filmed for HBO Max. Uh, it was the plug was pulled on it. Now people a lot of people say, well, I mean, it happens all the time. Here's the thing, though. The movie was done. He was shot, and it was in post production right now. It was basically finished. 
Uh, but they decide, you know what? Nah, <laughs> we're, we're good. What a waste of money. That's just so stupid. Like $90 million. I mean, it's just dumb. Direct, directed by people of color, starring a person of color. And yeah, just, it's just stupid. Like, you know what? No, forget it. Yeah, that's just, it's dumb. Yeah, like, well, yeah, what I don't understand is, like, this is, this is not a move you make. This is not a move you make when the movie's already finished. They no. Did, they did the same thing with another movie they had finished, uh, Scoob, which was a prequel to Scoob, the animated movie, which also going directly at Max, uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, uh, which, was, which was basically, I think some animators came forward and said, yeah, it was, it was basically done, but then we're just like, you know what, no, we're, no, we're good. So stupid, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of this stems from one man. That's Victor Zaslav, who was the... Uh, is that his first name? I don't know if it's Victor. <laughs> Let me, me double-check that, because if, if, if I'm going to slander this man, I don't, I don't want to... We're going to get your name right. Yeah, we're, I'm going to get your name right. <laughs> Victor Zaslav just sounds right. It's David Zaslav. I'm sorry. David Zaslav. None of his friends is Victor. None of his friends is Victor. <laughs> cool like that. Um, yeah, basically, so... This is done as a cost-saving move. Apparently, what they're going to do is use the movie as a tax write-off, as a cost-saving move, which means that once they do that, this movie cannot see the light of day. Yeah, that's just wow, that's just crazy. Yeah, and apparently, it's also like the reason because it wasn't it wasn't spectacle enough. That's the thing, like that's Zaslav. He's really focused on spectacle right now. Like, remember that, that Clint Eastwood movie, Cry Macho? Yeah, he thought he said like he thought that was a waste of money. He's just like, why? Yeah. He's like, why'd you spend thirty? And keep on, that movie only cost thirty million dollars to make. Yeah. And he's like, why'd you spend thirty million dollars on that movie? And he's like, it's Clint. It's fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, who who cares? Like, it's it's Clint Eastwood, and yeah. But yeah, like if he's pulling movies that are like because they're not spectacle enough, I'm really worried about a lot of things. Like one in particular, the Magic Mike sequel that was supposed yeah. to go to Max. Yeah. And that's another thing. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But like, yeah, like I, like if, if I'm working on, if I was working on Magic Mike Last Dance, I'd be really worried. I'm working on Blue Beetle, which is shooting right now. I'd be very worried because, like, look, if they if he pulled the plug on a movie that's already done, he will most certainly, most absolutely pull a pull a movie that's already finished or not, not a, yeah. a movie that's already shooting. Crazy! It's just crazy that somebody would go through it and, and take that much time, like, to do that. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's also another another part of this. Uh, apparently, uh, HBO Max is going to be set to gold. Uh, it's going to uh, so a lot of staff at WB is going to be laid off. Uh, HBO Max is going to be trashed. Discovery Plus is going to be trashed. Going to be for a new streaming service with a heavier emphasis on reality programming. So we're not going to get as many Max originals. Uh, we're not going to get scripted Max originals. We're not going to get original Max movies. And like basically, I, I don't. I also. I just. These are just moves I don't understand. So when does this uh, HBO Max ta- uh, tanking or whatever take place? This, ha- this hasn't been confirmed. This has not been confirmed yet. We don't. We don't have a date for anything. So, okay. So okay, because I, I I know uh, much to my daughter's dismay that they're going to be scrapping the uh, Harry Potter's are going off of that. They're going to go on Peacock, I guess. Yeah, I had heard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they, 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 all, they alternate between the, between the two. So. Oh, okay. So they're gonna they're, they'll go back to HBO Max after. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's thing because like there's like this weird rights thing between Universal and WB. So like, they kind of share them. So 
when they're not, oh, okay. they're not on Peacock, they're on Max and, and vice versa. Okay. Okay. I, I just, I, I had heard that. Yeah, I, there's, I was there's, like, there's no, there's no, there's, this is still a bit in the early stage of things, but yeah, I think this is because this is also like a big fucking mistake because like not every, cause like he wants to put a bigger focus on theatrical, on theatrical features and have a bigger focus on, have a bigger focus on, I think bigger focus on like spectacle and less of an emphasis on like small original properties. Yeah. But, like, not everything can be this like big giant movie. Like we need the smaller films. No, and those are the those are the ones that always you know, uh, those are the ones I always you know champion and I like. I appreciate the the as I always tell my wife the slower burns. You know what I mean? Um, just the movies that have more thought. Uh, they're not trying to wow you with with you know spectacle or you know with special effects. You know what I mean? It's just the the heart that you put into a film, the the dialogue, the you know what I mean, just the, the small stuff. But uh, yeah, this is yeah, just craziness. Yeah, I feel especially bad for everybody involved in Batgirl. Like, if, yeah, like, if, if if I'm anybody involved with that movie, I never, I'm never working at Warner Bros. ever again. Yeah, I mean, you put all that time and effort on it. Yeah, you, you you got paid, but your 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 fruits of your labor didn't didn't go recognized. You know what I mean? Like Leslie Grace, like this is gonna be like one of her big coming out movies, but I, I, and, and now. Yeah, like that movie just never gonna see the light of day. Brendan Fraser, he's he's in the middle of his comeback right now. It's gonna be one of those big cornerstone movies. We're never gonna see it. Yeah, I just uh, one of the movies we're gonna see him back as Batman, and we are never gonna see it. Yeah, it was just some bullshit, dude. Like it's just all bullshit all across. It just yeah, sucks. I do have another another question on this on this while we're on this topic. Speaking about Keenan Batman, this does turn a lot of eyes to the Flash movie. Oh God, yeah, that's that's because, definitely under a microscope, and it's getting released too. For now, yeah, now because like people are people are saying like how you, like you have Ezra Miller who's out there committing crimes, yeah, out there being like the shittiest of shit of of, of, of people, More. and his movie and sorry, excuse me, their movie is still getting released. So my question, and I keep keep in mind what people need to take it down is this movie, The Flash, is like twice as expensive as Batgirl, as Batgirl is. Yeah. My question is, what, what I'm curious about, I'm curious if WB will be comfortable taking a $200 million loss. I, yeah. here's the thing, given everything they've cut in the last couple yeah. of days, yeah. they are. I think they would be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just asinine to think something like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it almost kind of the circle around what we were talking about with the NFL, it seems like, you know, penalty wise, like with the Warner brothers, like you have somebody who's committing crimes, you're going to release their movie. And then you have people that like, you know, went to work, did their, did their time, put hard work into making a film and you're not even going to, you're, you're just shit canning it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm very curious to see what, they, what they're going to end up doing with the flash. Yeah. Because like, again, if, if, if that doesn't get released, Oh, the shit storm that's good. That's going to be a WB. Like you spent $200 million on a movie you didn't even put out. Yeah. I mean, you're going to put all this money. Yeah. You're pissing all this money away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, I mean, it's not their fault that their lead ended up being a total, total piece of shit. But still, like, they can't, and they can't, like, they can't, like, go back and reshoot it just because he, he's the fucking, like, sorry, they're the fucking lead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're the they're the lead of the film. You can't just like go back and replace them. Did you see the Rotten Tomatoes uh, issued a statement about Batgirl? 
Did that really? Yeah, it says we are sad and shocked by the news. We still can't believe it. As directors, it's critical that our work be shown to audiences. Oh no, no, that was that wasn't Rotten Tomatoes. That was the directors. Oh, so they must have reshared it then. Okay, my my bad. But um, it says, and while the film is far from finished, we wish fans all over the world would have had the opportunity to see it, embrace the film, the final film themselves. Maybe one day they will. Inshallah, our our uh, amazing cast and crew did a tremendous job and worked so hard to bring back her to life. We are forever grateful to have been part of that team. It was a dream to work with such fantastic actors like Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, Jacob uh, Scipio, Corey Johnson, Rebecca Front, and especially the great Leslie Grace, who portrayed Batgirl with so much passion, dedication, and humanity. In any case, as huge fans of Batman since we were little kids, it's a privilege and an honor to have been part of the DCEU, even if it was for a brief moment. Batgirl for life. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, now, if, if I'm Kevin Feige, I'm doing those two movies immediately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Like, I, I'm calling them right now. I'm like, I'm like, I will, like, I will give you a movie immediately. Yeah, for sure. Just to, just to, you know, hey, say big f you to, to, to them for, for, for Michael, that. For Michael Keaton, his, 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 his two Batman movies can't get, can't, his two Batman movies can't get released, and then, and, and he, and he just got kicked out of the MCU. Dude, oh man, I so want. This oh, really sucks. But either way, uh, let's talk about the, the franchise. It's actually doing really, really good things right now. Let's talk about Marvel. Uh, they at Comic Con they unveiled their big, uh, their big slate for the next upcoming years, uh, dubbed the Multiverse Saga. You know, the, the first three phases were the Infinity Saga. We're now in the Multiverse Saga. Uh, so yeah, we had a uh, Black Panther, like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which will be closing Phase Four. Uh, moving on to phase five, we got the whole slate of that opening the slate in February of 2023. We're gonna start with movies, then we'll go to television. Uh, open, open the slate in tw- uh, February 17th, 2023. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, that's gonna be the opening film of the phase. Uh, May 5th, 2023, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume, uh, Volume Three, sequel of the first two Guardians films. James Gunn coming back to write and direct. Uh, after that, July 8th, I'm sorry, July 28th, 2023. Uh, we had the Marvels, that is the sequel to both Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus show, uh, directed by Candyman Nia DaCosta. November 3rd, 2023, we have Mahershala Ali's long-awaited debut as Blade uh, in feature film day, in feature film formats. Then got May 3rd, 2024, Captain America: New World Order. That is going to be the uh, Sam Wilson-led Captain America movie. And closing out Phase 4 film-wise is the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts in the comics are basically kind of like the Suicide Squad. It's a team of bad guys who recruited to go, you know, go out and do stuff. Uh, so, and funny thing about the Thunderbolts is being directed by uh, Jake Shearer, uh, whose last film was Paper Towns. I just, I, it's, how weird is that? I just watched that like not so really? long ago. I, yeah, I just rewatched it. Um, I had seen it in the drive-in and I hadn't seen it for a while. But yeah, uh, so hearing these, Russell, is there anything you're particularly excited about for as far as film-wise goes for phase, phase five? Uh, maybe Guardians 3. I wasn't a big fan of the second one. Uh, I, I liked, I thought the first one was a lot better. The second one just was like, eh. Um, Ant-Man was always always enjoyable. Uh, maybe the uh, Marvels, I think. Now, the Thunderbolts. Now, is that is that led by Thunderbolt? Uh, the general oh usually yes thunderbolt ross is part of this is part okay of because william hurt died william i just didn't know now passed away i feel like you could recast that role though okay i just didn't know if, okay if, if that was if, if that was uh what yeah. what it was okay um 
I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. I, like they, they all seem pretty, pretty cool. Blade getting getting back on the screen again. I mean, Mar- cool. Martelli's been calling Kevin Feige every day, trying to get the. When are we, when, when we, when, when are we doing this? When's the release date? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. When are we doing this? I, I know. I noticed that we haven't talked about Blade. Yeah. <laughs> like someone who just like I mean I'm excited for him because like he this is in case for God he that was like the big reveal at the end of the last uh, Comic Con slate they did brought up yeah. as Blade and apparently like, he, apparently he asked for it. he's just like hey hey uh, Kevin. I want to be Blade. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to Blade because I feel like Marshall Ali is like the is he's the best actor they've recruited to play a superhero in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't like. I, I honestly think he's the best since Brie Larson. Yeah, and I think Brie Larson. I know that a lot of a lot of shit was I, I, given I, I, to her. I think I, I don't love Captain Marvel the movie, but and I I'm not like and I, I don't like I don't like her as Captain Marvel in that movie. But I don't think she's the problem though. I think she's like incredibly talented. Yeah, I think it was the writing I, around her. I think it's the right. I think she's just suffered from like bad writing and direction. Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to see the Marvels though because I actually I really did like Miss Marvel the show. Yeah. Uh, which I know, what I know, you haven't seen. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> let's go down. The, let's go down the slate of television, uh, which you're not, which you're not going to watch. Well, come on now. I, I did see. Uh, what did I watch? I did watch Wandavision. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one show. That's it, man. I didn't see Loki. I didn't see uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, you saw Winter even... Soldier. You didn't see Hawkeye. You didn't see Moon Hawkeye. Moon Knight. No. You didn't watch I need to get... Marvel. Man, I'm behind. It just sounds. Just just... sounds. If you would just watch these as they drop, you wouldn't that's, get fined. That's the problem I, I went into with uh, John Wick. This is the shit here that, that leads to all that stuff. And then you're like, oh, my God, I haven't seen all this stuff. Yeah. So looking at their TV slate for the next couple of years. So uh, we got What If Season 2, which will be debuting early 2023. Uh, Secret Invasion, which is going to be a continuation sort of Captain Marvel. Uh, it's going to be starring Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. Basically, it's Secret Invasion in the comics was the story where the scrolls the shape-shifting aliens invaded earth and basically trying to figure out like who's a scroll who's not to kind of like take over certain heroes take over certain places of power so yeah that's that's gonna be a big storyline there i like the samuel jackson come back to star as well as ben mendelson kobe smolders uh don shields apparently in it as well as martin freeman uh <laughs> echo uh which is a spin-off of the character from hawkeye which i know you didn't watch uh, but still, it's this character who, uh, the character who holds the triple crown of disabilities, or sorry, the, no, sorry, the triple, the triple crown of disadvantages because she's a woman. Disabilities would be funny too. No, she's a woman. She's a woman of color. She she's deaf, and she only has one leg. So if we had somebody who was blind, deaf, paralyzed, mute, I don't know. It's like you can't do anything. He's just there. It's like a, just like a potato sitting in the fucking corner of the room. He just says, right. that doesn't bother anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, uh, Alakwa Al- 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 Cox can be a good prize for a role at X. Uh, also preparing the show will be Vincent Afrio and Charlie Cox as Kingpin and Daredevil. Cool. That's going to be fun. Uh, Loki season two, we're premiering mid-2023. Uh, Ironheart, which will be the uh, show based on Riri Williams, who is going to be in Black Panther. Uh, basically, this teenager who's able to rep- replicate uh, in Iron Man suit basically becomes a version of Iron Man. Uh, she, she, uh, that she's getting her own show. It's going to premiere in late 2023. Then in late 2023 or early 2024, 
uh, you got uh, the Agatha Harkness spinoff now called Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, going to be about her doing stuff. And then like the big reveal of the, well, the shocking reveal here. Uh, we're getting another Daredevil show, which we did talk about uh, called Daredevil Born Again. The shocking part about this one is the runtime because Marvel shows usually run for like six episodes, nine at most. This one's going to be 18 episodes. Jeez. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if it's, I, I, I heard them like, oh, it's going to be 18 episodes across two seasons. No, one season of 18 episodes. That's how like seasons of shows used to, I mean, seasons were like that, like like syndicated shows, 18 to 20. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like maybe it's like, maybe like, like half hour episodes. I'm not sure. That's how, I'm not sure that's yeah. going to work because like if they're doing like one, because like they don't do all in one drops for regular programming. It's usually like one a week, but or that mean we're going to get 18 weeks of Daredevil? I'm, I'm confused do you release them in like halves, nine here, nine later? I don't know. That that's that's what I would say. But like in this case, why would you say one season across eighteen episodes? Yeah, I, just yeah. I don't know. If, if this is like two seasons of nine, I'd be like, okay, I I, I understand. But like an eighteen episode season, that just seems. I I don't know. How Unless you do three episodes a week or two episodes a week, then you cut it down. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to structure that. But anyway, so yeah, like that. But that's being developed. Charlie Cox will be returning as Daredevil as well as uh, Wilson Fisk, uh, played by D'Onofrio. Uh, so Russell, I know you don't watch these shows. I know. I'm trying to get you to. About- I will. I will. Keep saying that, but when? <laughs> I I don't know. But is there anything here that you you're particularly excited about? I just have to watch the other stuff first to make a clear uh, statement on that. So I, I need to get caught up there. So, so for me, since I'm caught up, forward <laughs> to as far as television. I'll, I mean, the, the first season of Loki was. Fantastic! I, I still okay. think that season of television Marvel's done so far, so looking forward to that. Uh, I really like the I really like the character of Echo, so I mean, I, I'd like to see you know, what that show is. Uh, I really loved What If. I'm one of the people who actually like, loves that show, so I'm looking forward to that one. And uh, Secret Invasion, curious to see how that story plan, how that storyline plays out. So yeah, definitely looking forward to all those. And uh, then we got some Phase Six news. Uh, a little lighter on that side. So Phase Six. Uh, is going to be kicked off movie-wise with uh, November 8th, 2024 with Fantastic Four. Oh. Noah, who's involved with that. John Watts was going to direct it. He recently dropped out. Uh, Noah, who's replacing him yet, but see the way that is still, that's, that is dated, that is coming out. We should have casting news relatively soon. Uh, and then the big news, in my opinion, the biggest news that dropped, we're getting, we've got two Avengers films confirmed. We got uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. Uh, the interesting thing about these two is that they are both slated to come out in the same year. Uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty will be coming out May 2nd, 2025. Uh, Avengers Secret Wars will be coming out November 7th, 2025. Uh, so yeah, those are both slated. So those are both ready to come out. Or those will be both out, be out in the same year. I think it's an interesting strategy. It's one that doesn't work. Usually doesn't work out very well. Yeah, uh, didn't work so well for the Matrix. No, did not admit that was. Oof. Yeah, that was uh, that the year of the Matrix. People called it. And, uh, yeah, what what a, what, what a year. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that as I, you know, you see, they're coming out the same year. You know, they're, you know, they're going to be shooting at the same. They're going to be shooting around the same time, back to back. You would assume they're going to both be directed by the same person, right? Wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, the first uh, Avenger of the Kang Dynasty will be, will be directed by Shang-Chi's Destin Daniel Cretton, which is interesting. This is something I never thought he would want to touch. Uh, but he's only directing that one. Avenger Secret Wars <laughs> does not currently have a director, but they got to get moving on that pretty quick. Yeah, you would think so. You would think. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, are we ready for another Avengers adventure? Well, I mean, yeah, I think by then, I mean that's three years from now. I'll tell you what, the yeah. Secret Wars is uh, is that's going to be a really cool story to see play that because basically, what Secret Wars is, I don't know why it's called Secret Wars. It's actually very, it's actually very public. Uh, this is the War of the Multiverse. Okay. So basically, like worlds, like multiverses, and different Earths and different parallel universes are all colliding, and they're all kind of fighting for supremacy. Oh, cool! Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really cool storyline. The comics. I'm excited to see what, what kind of like crazy characters, what kind of crazy world, what kind of crazy cameos we get in these movies. Uh, yeah, it, it, it could be, it could be a lot of fun. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to it. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to a lot of this stuff. I mean, I, I love, I love this franchise, and I will continue to love this franchise until they just, you know, stop making good stuff. But hey, even the worst that they can do is better than a lot of, a lot of what other studios can do with their movies. This is true. And at least they, at least, even if she's something below par, they still put it out. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for Notorious News, which means we now move on to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, Sleepaway Camp uh, came out, right? It, it was riding the high of mostly Friday the 13th, which came out the year earlier. <laughs> Good old Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, this was, oh, I'm sorry, not the, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I got the year this all wrong. This came out, this came out in 1983, not 1981. The year I was born it makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, directed by uh, Robert Hiltzik. This was his uh, directorial debut. Uh, funny thing about this, this movie opens up, like, dedicated to his mother. Reason for that is because his mother, his mother passed away and he used the inheritance from, he used the inheritance he got to make pay, the movie. Yeah, basically pay for this film. It was, it's so off-putting. If you if you listen to our commentary uh, with this, it's just so like it's so random. You know what I mean? You see this dedicated to mom, like what the hell? It, it makes sense, obviously. Now that you know, you, you do a little research and you get it, but uh, definitely can tell the opening. Definitely, just you get the Camp Crystal Lake vibes for sure. Uh, yeah, this movie came out in 1983. It was a huge hit at the time, uh, grossing 11 million dollars on a 350 thousand dollar budget. Jesus God, that was like the Blair Witch Project of the 80s. <laughs> uh, uh, getting pretty positive review, getting a cult following, basically, basically for its big twist. Uh, which okay, now keep in mind if you haven't seen it, we're gonna talk about this in great detail. So, yeah, so definitely. So. Bottom line, go watch it because the twist to this film, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, the twist is that's, that's why I want to review because I, I didn't want it to be ruined for Russell. Yeah, and um, there will be a statistic after that I will give you uh, a n- notorious by chance uh, fun fact. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to you'll have to you have to have to watch the movie. And you have to listen to everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, more more surprise than one coming your way. But. Uh, Let's 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 find, let's find out uh, what this movie has has a tale. Uh, this is Sleepaway Camp. So we kind of open at the we kind of begin. We begin at the ending, I should say. Uh, we're at sleep. We're at Sleepaway Camp, and or Camp Arawak as it is in the movie, and uh, the camp is up for sale. That can't be a good thing. Yeah, that can't be a good thing. What happened here? Well, in order to answer that, we flash back to, I believe, 10 years earlier, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Uh, it's, it, it, it's around there. It's, we, we flash back to several years earlier. Uh, we see a father and two over-the-top actors with a kid attached to them uh, playing, on a, playing and having fun on a boat in the middle of a lake. 
I mean, sounds like a perfect family day, you know? Yeah, they're they're laughing and having fun, which means which means one or all of them are goners. Yep. Uh, we see they're down the street from the main camp of the film, as uh, there are these two counselors who are giving a jet, not jet ski, a water skiing lesson. Lesson. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because like the girl counselor is trying to get the boy counselor to let her drive the boats. Yeah. And then she's just like, and she she turns over, and then they don't see the the family right in front of them. And rather than do something logical, like I don't know, turn, yeah, or just move the hell out of the way, or yeah, or the kids move the hell, move the hell, yeah, seriously. Uh, They jump the boat, jump the family, blood, carnage, all this stuff. The father's definitely dead. Uh, One of the kids is too. At least one of the kids. It's like another one was, was kind of struggling a bit. You think the father would have like, you know, said, oh shit, like it's my, you know what I mean? Let me hurry up and try to get these guys out of the way. Yeah. Uh, we then, we then flash back to uh, a couple decades later. Not, not, not a couple decades, about a decade later. Uh, we see two kids, Ricky and Angel, being prepared by their mother, who is maybe the strangest actor in this film. That's saying a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely really strange. Like she is in something that I don't think anybody else is in. Um, yeah, it's kind of like she's in like the the TV show within Pleasantville. Yeah, like it's like very Stepford Wives esque, like like robotic almost. Um, and as she is like trying to, she's overacting it. She's over, you know what I mean? She's overacting it, and um, definitely, uh, she definitely makes for a weird character in this film. Uh, yeah, it's one of the one. Yeah, one of the strange characters we have in this film, and again, that is saying quite a mouthful. Oh yeah, uh, she sends she sends uh, Ricky and Angela to the sleepaway camp as we meet a counselor with the tightest shirt and shortest shorts I've maybe ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, like this for... dude, work, like this dude works out with, and he's got a bulge that would make even Bowie jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we then see, we then see uh, the chef of the camp. Yeah, who is not on um, to catch a predator. Uh, yeah, I mean this, this is pre to catch a predator, or else uh, I'm like I keep waiting for Chris Hands coming. Be like, sir, take a seat. Um, yeah, if, yeah, please uh, take a seat for me. Yeah, uh, we yeah we also uh, we, you know, we, we we meet all the other kids in the park. We meet Paul. We meet Judy. Uh, those places in the main camp. Judy, by the way. Most confident character you will ever see with a side pony. Uh, yes. Super sassy, very confident. Um, yeah, definitely the, the yeah. Definitely. One, yeah, I forgot to mention, one of the chefs, Ben, uh, played by Robert Earl Jones, uh, father of uh, James Earl Jones. Darth Vader's dad is in this movie. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think we, we were just, I was in absolute awe of how much he sounds and looks like his uh, son. Yeah. And uh, one of the things you notice with the, with the main character, Felicia, Felicia Rose, uh, Angela, uh, is that throughout this lot, a lot of this movie, she barely talks. Yeah, for the first fit, for the first at least 20, 25 minutes of this film, she says absolutely nothing. But she has this, she has this stare, which is it's it's kind of creepy, kind of it's kind of creepy, kind of entrancing. It's just, I, yeah. You very rarely see a stare like it. No, she is very intrinsic, kind of what you said. Very like, is she listening to anything anybody's talking? But like, it's yeah. definitely, 
Yeah. Are the, are the lights all on upstairs? Yeah. Are you listening to anything I'm saying right now? Playing with a full deck. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very confused right now, Angela. I need I need help. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, she's someone. She's having a little trouble because being away from home. So much so that she's not eating. So, uh, in the infinite wisdom of the uh, one of these counselors, she sends she sends her to find the kitchen to the kitchen to find something something that she would want to eat. Uh, with uh, th- with this head chef, so yeah, what could go wrong? I mean, nothing could possibly go wrong. Like the the creepy sexual remarks he was making as the girls were walking out of the bus um, shouldn't give off any red flags. Uh, yeah. So Ricky can't, Ricky catches him. Of course, Ricky's small. He can't, Ricky can't Ricky can't do shit. <laughs> He's just like no. He's fucking dead. And then no. punches a, ba- a box of lettuce. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Like, the funny thing about this kitchen, like this kitchen is like, I like, got such a clear health violation. Oh, I mean, just everything about it, especially the uh, you got to love the flypaper that are Fly literally right yeah. over the food. And also, also the, <laughs> the the head of the camp like smoking in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of health violations. Um, I wonder if anybody took the count of the how many flies were on the paper. Yeah, right. Oh, that, that, that's, a, that's definitely a question. Uh, but yeah, after the kid, the kid gets the kid gets away. Uh, they're prepping lunch for the next morning, and we see that they're prepping lunch for the morning. We see you know somebody we got that little the old dead POV cam. Oh yeah, the, the infamous Friday thirteenth. Yeah, and basically pushes him over the this world's biggest pot, the biggest fucking <laughs> pot I've ever seen. Yeah, and yeah, you you kind of know where it's going, but it's like I mean, I, yeah. Confused what the plan was? Just like, are you trying to like push him inside the pots? Like, I, I mean, like, are you cooking this guy? Like, what what are we doing? Yeah, well, whoever this is is well, first of all, strong enough to like pull this heavy ass dude off the chair with one arm. First of all, yeah, with, with just one arm, and this guy's pretty heavy. But they 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 nudge him with like just one arm. And it's like, are you just gonna pull up with like one arm? Like, how, how strong are you, dude? But then, like they, they pull both arms and just they pull them off the chair, and they're having to do something logical, like I don't know, throw yourself back, throws himself forward, yeah. Else, no, he grabs the pot of boiling water, pours it all over himself, <laughs> and yeah, he's, he's not dead, but he's like majorly, he's majorly fucked. He's dark man. He is. He is dark man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 all I can say. He's he's pretty pretty burned up. But he's part of this was when they're carting him off. The guy who runs the camp, who I swear is like the uncle or grandfather of the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he just like, he looks at the paramedic. He's like, "What's the prognosis?" I'm like, "Gee, I don't know." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do, what do you know. think? Uh, gee, I don't know. Uh, he's got a runny nose. That was bothering him. Oh, and oh yeah, he's got like he's got second degree burns on. He's, he's Probably gonna need tons of skin graft, but outside of that, and then I love the uh, ambulance guy that's carting him off. Tucks his tucks his arm in so he doesn't hit it. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> that shit's funny though. Move this right here. Um, yeah, we're 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 gonna go ahead and just push that in there. You don't want to bump the doorway there. Yeah, and the reason we got the mayor from Jaws because you know he he doesn't want this getting out because you know he doesn't want the campers to worry. So if they ask, uh, Ben got a new j- no. I'm sorry, Ben's the Ben's the cook. Whoever they all this guy is. Uh, got a new job. Yeah, you got you got a new job. But if you see him, you might not recognize him. If you if you see him, he might if you see him, that be a little a little toasted. Yeah, just a little bit. You may be like, yeah, you might might want to you might draw some inferences that something happened. 
Yeah, we also do see a lot, of, like, well, like a good chunk of this movie is just seeing kids do like regular camp stuff, like when they go play baseball with their counselor. First of all, their counselor wearing, I don't know what he's wearing. He's got like these short shorts and a crop top. Yeah, you're talking about the uh, Jesse Metcalf one? Like, 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 like Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, this dude looks like John Tucker must die for sure. Um, Jesse Metcalf, better actor, of course, but... Uh, I, I swear, there are like some like weird gay undertones of this character. There are a lot of homosexual vibes with the uh, just with the, uh, the 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 bantering, the playing around, the the wardrobe. Yeah, especially, especially later, where like, he comes becomes like the, the the mess hall wearing like a mesh shirt. Yeah. Look, what, 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 what's going on here? What, yeah, what? I mean, was, was this popular? Like, this is popular wear in the eighties. This is crazy. This is madness. Like, did, 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 did we miss? Did we miss that thing? Did we miss that thing? Yeah, I mean, it was a thing, I guess. Anyways, the movie stops for a little bit. Becomes becomes the Sandlot. Yeah, we just we just stop in the middle of this horror movie and have a and have a good old fashioned American baseball game. One of these teams is like very clearly filled like high schoolers or like grown ass adults. Yeah, seriously, I wonder who's gonna win. And they're getting whooped by these little kids. Yeah, the little kids are beating the shit out of them, which is hilarious because you think it would be the other way around. Yeah, uh, but okay. definitely, it's just funny how many. It's like the Sandlot. If the Sandlot like kids swore every like other word. Yeah. Which I mean, if they were if they were gonna remake the Sandlot, I think they should do it like that. Absolutely, I think it'd be funny to see the cast of the Sandlot versus the kids from Sleepaway Camp. Absolutely, I would I would love that. Hype that up, make that a rated R movie. I mean, that 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 double play was clean. Yeah, good stuff. There are also no minorities in this camp. We should we should know that right now. Not a yeah. not a single minority to be found outside the kitchen. Yes, this is a very white camp. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, all all the black all the black kids would have been gone after day one. Oh, I mean, it's a horror film, right? <laughs> I ain't doing this. <laughs> I mean, anyway, we got to I don't know how much later, but uh, we see these uh, these the same kids in the baseball game are really fixated on Angela uh, because yeah, we just we just she's like sitting there eating a nondescript candy bar. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently uh, during the commentary, Chance looked it up, and it actually was a uh, legit candy bar. It wasn't that one, but yeah, it was like, oh, oh yeah, both of them was like powerhouse, powerhouse or some shit, and we we're like, that wasn't a, that was a completely made up. But nope, legit. We're just like, I mean, I I know you can't afford the on brand candy, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you just can't put you just put candy bar on the wrapper. Yeah, like. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the rapper just is chocolates like yeah because like you go to like generic stores and shit like that it's like tomato sauce like it's just it just tells you what it is it's like listen we're not going to try to fool ourselves but like the, 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 the movie's so poor they can't afford they can't afford to use the word chocolate they have to spell with a k yeah <laughs> c-h-o-c-k chalk what meanwhile you got uh ricky coming in looking like sheriff ralphie from christmas story Oh boy, yeah. Like this, I'm sorry. I, I just I, I lie every time I see him in this stupid hat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whew, pretty rough. Yeah, uh, they get into a rumble while the guy who runs the camp is just sitting there watching. It's just like, eh, let him, let him figure this out. Yeah, let him let him just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and then uh, we see that uh, you know, what's his name? Oh crap! Yeah, uh, Paul, who is one of uh, What's his name? One of crap. What Ricky? One of Ricky's friends talks to Angela, and you know he, he he's he's a nice lad. He's talking to her. He's he's very nice. And oh my God, Russell! Thirty minutes in, 
Angela speaks. She's not a. She's not. A, she's not a deaf mute. It's fantastic. I thought you like just like I, I thought you just like communicated via clicks. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this check does she does she write it down on a? Does she have a a, a whiteboard to write her her verbiage down on? She's, she's the original Silent Bob. Yeah, seriously, it's just yeah craziness. Something else you know about Angela: the fact that she rarely blinks. Yeah, she can carry on a conversation without like she has toothpicks holding her eyelids up. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like it's like it's like Sterling K. Brown. Like she yeah. can just like go through a through like a lot of period of time with her eyes just like this and never blink. Yeah, it's it's kind of unnerving. A little little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, because, but because she said a word to avoid uh, the G- Judy. Judy hates her now. Yeah, because I mean Judy has like zero reason to because she literally has all the guys' attention. Uh, but yeah, sure. Yeah, because you know women women can't be friends. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, we see uh, we see the the guys engaging in a very well. I'm assuming is a, a super white boy activity. Uh, they all just go skate dipping, not with like girl, but like just with each other. Yeah, it's like it's like, like congrats. There are some weird like gay undertones in this movie. And it's like it's like all these guys literally have the whitest ass. So th- it means like these guys are out all the time. You know what I mean? It's like hey, check my ass out. We're like they're, everybody's tan. You know, everybody's tan oh, and oh, white oh, ass. Oh god, they're like super like just like bright like put your sunglasses on asses. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's like pa- the movie powder asses. You know, <laughs> we're only like calling attention to it because the movie calls attention to it. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's like uh, this is not like. People, this is not a. This isn't the camp that they advertise it to be. Uh, and then uh, we see these t- these uh, two teenagers going for canoe ride. One of them tips the canoe over, which is weird. Like tips, tips it over. He watches the girls swim away, and then he's just like, "Hey, where are you?" It's like you, you saw you saw her swim away. Which what, 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 what you talking about? It's, you literally heard her swimming away, saying like she like her version of mfing him, I guess, for getting her wet or whatever. And it's like he's still trying to play it that she's there. It's like nope. I'm uh, pretty sure she's gone. Yeah, but then we engage in one of my favorites uh, mystery movie tropes is where uh, when people see the killer, yeah, they never, they never use pronouns. It's like, oh, it's you. Yeah, oh, wait, wait a minute. You didn't say he or she. You're the one behind this. Oh, wait a minute. You're doing this so we don't know who this person is. I get it. I mean, it's just like a weird thing that just like makes me laugh in, like, in mystery movies. That's yeah, you. What? You you're behind all of this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, they uh, drown this kid. They drown this kid in the whoever this is killer. They drown him in the boats. Uh, they found the next. He's found the next morning dead. Yeah. But yeah, now shit's getting serious. Yeah, we're people are gonna start talking here. Something else makes me laugh is the way the cops is carrying carry him out of the crime scene. Like, he's a bag of garbage. It's hilarious because during a commentary, I was like, oh, my. It looks literally almost like a trash bag. It's like, I'll just put him in a glad bag. We're good. Yeah, uh, the cops there just like, let's let the kid drown. I'm no expert in this, but uh, it's like, well, why the fuck? Why, why are we asking you? I mean, it's like, dude, uh, he, he's in water. Uh, he drowned. Good job, you know? Starsky. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's funny because this, this cop comes back, and you know, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it again later. But yeah, there's like, oh, yeah, I remember being a pretty strong summer, but yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, but you know, the camp continues on. Uh, we get vo- we get volleyball pre top gun, so doesn't count. <laughs> and like continues her, you know, she can she continues her tradition of just like you know, standing, staring, and that's bad. Being, being socially awkward. 
We then see what is like one of the most awkward kisses I've seen in the movie, which I think it's fair. They're, they're, they're teenagers, so you kind of expect this shit because like Paul, Paul's walking Angela back to the cabin after after the, some event they had, and he gives her like the most awkward kiss. Yeah, this is like the the most unwanted or unwarranted kiss ever. Like, uh, but but he, but he goes back twice. Yeah, and it's like uh, this is super awkward. I'm I'm feeling awkward for him. Yes, uh, but you know, but, but Judy, Judy can't have that. You know, she's got all these guys in her better corner, but you know, uh, she's focused on this one. It's like, dude, I mean, it's yeah, she got like three or four guys around her, and you know, let, let you gotta share a little bit here. What, 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 one of the random things that I remember about this, but like, this doesn't really feed into a lie because it's just, it just the fact that one of the kids has a knife instead. <laughs> like, they pull a prank on this kid called Mozart, where like, you know, they put the shaving cream in the hand, yeah, smack himself in the face. <laughs> Yeah, it's never been done before, I think. But then, like, he's like, <laughs> he's pulled the knife on the cabin, like, oh shit, it's getting real. Yeah. But you got to love the camp counselor that comes in. What have, what have we talked about? Like, like he, he, re- he reacted like he, like he left chips on the floor. Yeah. And then it was funny because he literally goes and tries to hide the knife, but literally, like, everybody's watching where he's at. So it's like, you're, you're hiding something that you're not actually not even hiding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it goes around, and Angela doesn't, you know, much she'll engage with uh, Paul, doesn't really do anything else. She doesn't swim, she doesn't talk, she doesn't talk to the other girls again. But funny enough, like, you, you watch this movie in, enough, you like, you, it goes on long enough, and you see, like, they're just recycling the same shots of her staring over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I think, like, you can laugh at this one, just, just the acting is, like, not great. Like, I love the scene where, like, they're all back at the cabin, and Judy's talking, she's just like, how can you ever shower with all of us? Huh? Or something? That's like that. But I mean, I, and I think the thing that, you know, we both talk about is it's not taking itself super seriously. You no, know it's what I mean? not. Like, like it, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. I mean, it is. And it does, it, it does the job doing what it's, it's set out to try to do, you know? Well, you know, like it, it, the, the director went out of his way to, you know, get like a lot of like unknown, like get like a lot of real kids and real teenagers. Just like you can really feel the gravity of the situation. Judy gets Judy gets her ass smacked though, like not her ass, like she gets smacked in the face. Oh yeah, she gets yeah by a counselor too, which is, makes it even funnier. Yeah. Uh, we also see uh Rick. First of all, uh the uh same guys from earlier from the from, from the baseball game, the evil ones. Uh, they throw a water balloon at Angela and Ricky. Ricky ain't having it. Ricky is not having it. No, uh, and it's funny because uh, what we're th- we're throwing them via the uh, roof. Oh, Which yeah. uh, doesn't sound like, I mean, doesn't sound like it would be water, that. Water on the roof. What's, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't sound dangerous at all. No, 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 not one. Not one iota. This is dangerous. No. Uh, but, you know, they, they get a very stern talking to, as does Ricky for cursing. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, we then see that uh, one of the guys, uh, you know, they're all, they're all going out to the mess hall, whatever. Uh, one's not joining them because he's got to take, a, and I quote, a wicked dump. Wicked dump, so we know he's probably from yeah, the Boston, Boston area. Uh, he's doing it, and uh, somebody, this uh, mysterious killer, uh, mysterious killer, uh, close it. He rails the he uh, uses a stick to seal the cell door shut. Yeah, and then that's the weird thing. Like, you look at what this killer is doing, find out that it's one person. Look at that, like, this, this, this person gets around. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely got some hops and, and, yeah. and some fast feet. Like, you have to be able to 
sneak into the bathroom, shut the door, sneak back outside, and then do your thing without without him noticing. Because what they do is, uh, the killer, uh, he cuts open, he cuts open the uh, shade or like blind or whatever the the screen, and drops a beehive in there. Yeah, which is crazy because like literally the killer would have to have pushed hard enough to break. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but like the thing—the thing is, that I don't get—is like, what, what the fuck kind of bees are these? Yeah, and there's, there's, there's the bees that don't come out of the nest. Like, like we, never, <laughs> we never find out if this kid's allergic to bees. We don't know if he's like mutated bees, but like this guy just has death by. Can you, like, can you die if you're if you're stung enough by bees? And I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, it's like it amps the Mike, the Macaulay Culkin, my girl, death. <laughs> uh, um, it looks totally yeah. like. Yeah, it looks totally like uh, somebody like like glued raspberries on his arm and stuff. Like, can can it get that bad that quickly? Like, I I, I don't I don't buy that. Well, I'm looking this up. How many bees things it take to kill a human? It would have to. I mean, to me, I would assume quite a few. Yeah, you need to be stung a couple. You need to be stung a couple thousand times to be stung to death. Yeah. Uh, we see uh, Angela and uh, Paul are going after some uh, late night shenanigans. Uh, she's a little more into it now. You know, their kiss, their kissing isn't as isn't as awkward in this particular juncture. Yeah, she's more. Uh, yeah, she's more into it. Uh, but she's just, she's just having like weird flashbacks to her dad, who like I guess was gay. Again, like some weird like gay themes in this. Yeah, like was was in bed with another dude, and like I don't know. Like, they also just knew about it because, like, he was there hanging out with them when they died at the beginning, at the late beginning of the movie. So we obviously figure out that we we figure out that that was what the 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 scene at the beginning was was. Yeah, it was that yeah, like the Angela was the survivor of yeah of that boat attack from earlier. Yeah, and the the guy obviously was her dad. But anyway, she can't bring herself to be with Paul, so she runs away, and Paul is like, "Dude, come on." Yeah, my balls are blue. What the hell? At least, at least touch it. Seriously, put your put, put your finger on. It. Just poke at it. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, we get we have a fun field camp activity. Capture the flag because yeah, these kids these kids still want to just hang out and play games. They don't want sure. to. Home. Sure. Ricky's got a killer strategy to go capture the flag though. Through the woods, they'll be fine. What 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 could go wrong? Well, my thing, yeah. And, and and his brilliant idea because he has to have two people to do it. It's like I'm pretty sure it's just one person captures the flag. Well, the other one's a diversion. So yeah, I know. But all you have to do, like the, the diversion's hiding anyway, coming out. You know what I mean? Like hiding and going around the other way. That's that's the diversion in itself. You know? I don't know. But uh oh, we see Paul and Judy kissing. Uh oh, bad boy, Paul. Not not good. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. And Angela sees the whole thing. Wait a minute. So she's not going to be into him again, I guess, now. Well, she reacts the same way to this. She reacts to everything. Just, just, just stare in silence. Oh, that hope. Just stare, just stare, just stare in intensity. That's all. Stare. Stares in Angela. Yeah. But also, R- <laughs> Ricky, some like the, the guy at the camp has somehow deduced the fact that Ricky is the killer. And- this is a huge vendetta against Ricky. Rather than, I don't know, call the police, call yeah. his parents, he yeah. decides to confront him himself. Yeah. Angela gets thrown into a lake. Which doesn't make any sense because he already has in his mind that Ricky's the killer. So 
nothing Ricky says is going to like really change his mind. But also, it's funny how like these counselors just like watch watch Angela get carried to the lake, and <laughs> nobody tried to stop him. Yeah, like li- they they literally see it right in front of them, and, and everybody's just yeah. You, you thought the counselors probably the thirteenth didn't give a fuck. Yeah, these counselors are on a whole other level. Yeah. Uh, but she gets she gets she gets thrown in, but you know she's okay. Anyway, it gets the night of the big social or the big social events. Uh, the council, most of the counselors are, are off for the nights, uh, including one, uh, Meg, who's going. Uh, he's you know, got a little uh, date with the owner of the camp. Oh yeah, she's gonna freshen up and uh, yeah, she's gonna freshen up. She's gonna go shower. Nothing's gonna you know nothing's gonna go bad. Well, uh, a la Psycho, you know, people they mentioned horror movies. Don't shower. Never go shower. Or if you do, make sure you have one of those like glass shower doors. Yeah, seriously. You want to you want to see that shit coming. But it's funny because like she stabbed, she stabbed through not through the shower curtain, but through one of the walls. Which that's that's where I was saying, like, how hard would that person had to have pushed? Because like it's not just like one stab and it's it's not like scream two where it's like one stab and it's done. Because even scream two, you had to have like a lot of strength, like bust through a wall and bust through a skull at the same time. The amount of strength you had to have to like hit through a wall and just drag because like you know, it's not like stab like stab and done. They stab and drag it down. So yeah, so not- they're definitely using a lot of a lot of strength has to be involved in that. <laughs> but but they do it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So mess. So Meg is Meg is dead. Uh, meanwhile, one of the count one of the counselors is off with like this like wilder- like this like wilderness adventure with one of, like some of the smaller campers. <laughs> but this 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 bit always makes, always makes me laugh because it's like like oh, I don't want to do this, but I mean I need to do the kids. They they don't want to camp outside. They want to stay in the cabin where it's nice and safe and you know there's murdering camp somewhere. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the the event the event continues on. Paul sees Angela and tries to apologize. You know, as as, as Mandra gets caught, he does like, it was, it was my fault. I, I, I was tricked. Yeah, uh, sh- uh, I tripped and fell, and I just started making out with her. I tripped, I tripped and I fell directly onto her lips. Yeah, I swear it wasn't me. It was her idea. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> a- a- Angela ain't having it. But we cut back into this like that scene where like the guy's taking the, the children camping. Yeah, and we see that like, and we see that like you know like these two kids wake up and they're just like I want to I want to go home, or like I want to go back. He's like okay fine, and he just like leaves the rest of them there. Yeah, it was really yeah. Of the woods, there could so be bears or raccoons or something. Yeah, no, the hell with them. We or a killer. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, everyone's off going doing their own thing. Uh, Meg, uh, not Meg. Judy's had to stay and curl her hair. Uh, whoever the killer is ambushes her and ambushes her inside. Again, still using the, the vague descriptors like, "Oh, it's you. What do you, what do you want?" Yeah. They, they they inch closer. They pin her down, and uh, this is probably the most like brutal death in the film, even though it's just ridiculous. Takes the curling iron and shoves it there. There were, there were, of course. <laughs> you know where. You know where. It's like it's just, it's just to say, like you know, uh, Judy's probably not having kids anytime soon. No, and it was. It's it's funny to watch her hands. Like you just see her hands, like like you see her hands, like your fingers just like crunching down or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's that's another one bites the dust. Uh, Ricky, 
Ricky goes. This is where, this is where we go. Like, Ricky goes, gets something to eat, but he goes, "You got as much candy like a kid would." And this he's the one he's eat, he's eating the powerhouse. Yeah, this is where the infamous powerhouse, and it's an actual uh, candy bar. Yeah, anyway, uh, the guy who runs the camp after finding Meg, and what's was no evidence deduced that Ricky was the one that did it. Oh yeah, absolutely, because he just wants Ricky to be the killer. Uh, he gets the pulls Ricky aside and then it's like he's like gorilla punches his ass for like five minutes <laughs> you kill me he's like I got him I told you I'd get him <laughs> but anyways uh, we get starting to get reports of all, the, of all the bodies being found like it gets like it gets, it gets like super the body camera just doubles within the last like 25 minutes it's kind of it's kind of crazy yeah definitely uh, but anyways, uh, they they call the same cop from earlier, and it's funny because the cop has a mustache, but he comes back and he's wearing a mustache that's like clearly fake. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could definitely tell, like legit. It reminds me of uh, uh, what were those uh, those marks, like those those marks brothers, like the glasses with the fuzzy mustache. Groucho, Groucho marks. Yeah, it's like you could tell it's literally like completely fake but it's just it's it's so bad the reason it's fake is the actor had to go off and do another role he had to shave his shave it off like well shit we need him back but he had a mustache so continuity so they just it's like the middle is like just taking a sharpie and just drawing on his lips i mean it would have been more convincing probably so yeah they 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 do that uh the head of the camp gets killed by the real killer where we're like oh fuck i was wrong gets uh get kevin bacon to, kevin bacon to death yeah uh, and then Angela meets Paul by the lake. I says, you know, let's 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 go for a swim. All the dead bodies are being found, and the twist is about to arrive. Now, the twist for this film: imagine walking home in the dark, and you know you feel like somebody is going to walk up and stab you, and then someone comes up and just hits you over the head with a chair instead. Yeah, that's basically what the twist for this film. Uh, so. We have two counselors coming across uh, Angela holding Paul in her lap. And then we flash back to years earlier, post-boat accident, and the, uh, Ricky's mother is talking to the survivor, which we know is Angela. And he's talking to her, just like, you know, you, you know you're really going to like living with us. You know, everything's going to be great. Uh, but thing is, we already have a son. So, you know, I'm going to call you... Angela. And yeah, that's a twist. Angela isn't a girl. Angela's a man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's revealed that Angela's not only the killer, but a man. And then the movie ends. Yeah, and the winner's there for the taking there for you. Yeah. We, you know, she stands up, we see her and all. We see, and we see uh, I think his name's Peter. Uh, the, the 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 real name is Peter, and all the uh, you know all his nude glory, and yeah. you see Peter's Peter. We see Peter. We see Peter's Peter, and uh, yeah, that's where the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's basically the reason this movie is most famous, just for that just like wild twist that just comes right the fuck out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you don't expect it. I mean, obviously, and I think you don't that, that's why. And you're never the same after seeing it. No, because you, you think about it, you're like, wow, really? Like, um, you were in awe for like five straight minutes afterward. Just like, oh. I, I was just like, yeah, okay, we're that really just happened. Like, I, I was 
yeah it's just, but it's, it's, it's funny it's like like giant 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 twist reveal and then we're done yeah it's like yeah. it lets you process you're like what the fuck did just happen like you're trying to like play catch up yeah uh say so yeah, like i said the movie did pretty well it got two seek two immediate sequels uh super Bowl camp two and super Bowl camp three uh felissa rose however did not come back for those two uh she uh she was recast by the studio because the studio wanted she uh they wanted someone a little i don't know about i don't know if bigger is the word but somebody somebody else uh oh shit that's right uh she was recast with a uh, uh springsteen's daughter that's springsteen's, springsteen's sister Pam. Oh, okay okay uh, but yeah, so that happened. Uh, now there actually was uh, a uh, another sequel, a direct sequel, uh, which uh, Robert Hilton did come back, in which Felissa Rose did return to reprise her role as Angela. Uh, huh. That one was direct DVD, which returned to Sleepaway Camp. That's the that's the direct sequel of this one. Okay, uh, was direct DVD. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the sequels. I've only seen the first one. But uh, Russell, what final thoughts on Sleepaway Camp? And what's the stat? <laughs> okay, the stat is okay. The the notorious by chance stat is the last two movies we have reviewed have ended with cock shots and with ended with a dick reveal with a dick reveal. And you're never gonna get that. We're probably never gonna be able to hit that statistic ever again. Um, I don't know what podcast would have done that unless it was like a porno podcast. Um, we'd, have to, well, we'd have to like do, we'd have to like go in and do like what? Um, yeah. Like just like, in, just like inverted dick reveal at the beginning. Go, go like getting Sarah Marshall. But, it, but it's, but it's just too funny. Like it was one of those funny stats I was thinking about. I was laughing. Like when we were doing the commentary, I think we were joking around about it, but it was just a kind of a, an off cuff, you know, a uh, little fun fact, little stat that we, we had in our last two movies were like that. But um, yeah, thoughts on the movie. Um, it is what it is. I think we take it face value. Um, it's a stupid, you know, stupid slasher, you know, homage, uh, to the basically to the predecessor like the friday the 13th you know i mean it was um it doesn't take itself seriously it's fun i mean and the reveal at the end man yeah it definitely leaves you like holy shit you know you, you definitely have your mouth dropped open and you're like wow that, that this really just happened um the acting's bad you can go back and check it it's just it's just it's i don't know it's something else you just have to see it to, to believe it literally uh, I I really do like this movie. Yeah, I I, I think I think it's fun. I, yeah, like I said, don't take it too seriously. This movie wants to just come in, uh, kind of be a serious horror film while also being kind of like a mock up of the of yeah. like, you know sleep away you know like camp teenage slash movies were like the huge thing in the eighties. Yeah, I feel like this would have you know probably better received if it came out, like if it came out like the the nineties. Oh, the nineties that they would have loved this. They I think the nineties would have been really fun. Like because the eighties needed to build up its slasher theme. I think you know. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's fine in that regard, and yeah, no, I I I, I dig it. The the reveal is like that. That's one of the greatest reveals in in movies. Yeah, I mean, man, you just, you you don't expect that type of stuff to. No, like it, it's just, it's just one of the wildest twists I've maybe ever seen in my life. But yeah, and then, yeah, and then as you're processing it, the movie's over. You're like, wait, what just like what happened? Like you're just like in a state of like, what the hell, you know? Yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for the show. Russell, you our plugs before you head out? Yeah, Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group. Go ahead and join that. That's where we put the polls up. We have the uh, Keanu Reeves Blockbuster Summer poll up. Um, action and, action. Or Action Star Summer. Um, go ahead and put your vote in. Um, looks like it's probably going to be John Wick, which I'm guessing. Um, there you can also find us on Notorious by Chance YouTube. And you find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Wars underscore 91. I, uh, have some, I have some other things cooking as well that uh, we'll talk about later once we get the ball rolling on them. 
But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.